Welcome to the Action Shelf, the podcast that celebrates the glory of B-Action movies. I'm John Campbell. And I'm Michael Lisman. Oh, Lisman, we got through Cynthia Roth Rock September. What a, what a great month. That, that was, was a great you know? month. And so let's hope yeah. this month can can reach those levels of greatness because it is the return. Starting out strong. Starting it, out strong. It is starting out strong. It is the return of Spooktober. Ooh. That's right. For the month of October, things are getting spooky around here on the action <laughs> shelf. There's there's suddenly cobwebs and such around our action shelf of movies. And mm-hmm. yeah, just an There's eerie... a black cat right over there. <laughs> That's right. There is. Uh, yeah. So, yes, uh, it's, it's a month of horror-themed action movies. And mm-hmm. uh, boy, we wanted to kick things off. I wasn't ready for how much we kick things off, really, this oh, yeah. uh, this week on the show. But yes, we are talking about Full Eclipse. Mm-hmm. And with that comes... Uh, number one, we heard this plot description, and we immediately knew who had to be the guest on this episode. <laughs> Our pal yeah. Mike Gergoni is back on the show. Hey, hey. Yes, indeed. I have emerged fully formed, drug-fueled, and ready to go. Oh, my God. You're feeling going, feral. I heard werewolf oh. cops. I heard werewolf cops, and I said, that's a Gurgoni episode. That's a Gurgoni episode if I've ever heard one. Now, it's good because the last time you were on the show, Mike, I believe it was for 211, the Nicolas Cage movie, which was not very a good. very different we, kind of cop movie. I... I on my uh, time here on the action shelf has gone from one of the blandest action movies I've ever seen <laughs> to what is possibly my new favorite werewolf movie. I'm not yeah. sure, but it's, it's certainly there. creeping up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! This th- it's one of those things where I heard the pitch werewolf cop, and and we're telling yes. you the listeners werewolf cops. But it doesn't prepare you for what you actually experience when you start this thing. Because no, now, no, 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 no. Holy no. God. And I mean, this... Also, go ahead, Gurgani. This movie went from, like, oh, I... Like, I was okay with it, and it was just like... Uh, like uh, like chemically enhanced people that are kind of like werewolves to the third act twist of no 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 there's more going on here it made me go okay movie you went from kind of losing me to this is maybe my favorite werewolf mythology I've ever heard <laughs> this, yeah because up to the third act the werewolves I say yeah. in quote are more like the vampires from Buffy the Vampire Slayer yeah, yeah. aesthetically speaking it's plus like, Wolverine yeah. Oh. Plus Wolverine, oh, you, plus you caught on to the roars for some reason. Yeah, oh. hold on, wait. You caught on to the really subtle X Men connections that were in this. Yeah, name drop it in the first ten minutes. <laughs> they sure do. Yeah, but so that I makes it okay, 
I didn't that, need that, to, yeah. I didn't yeah. need to read the director saying he was inspired by X Men at any point to go like no shit <laughs> especially when they're all in their matching tactical outfits oh yes. with the with the head socks that look just like gambit yeah 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 yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. i mean this is 1993 so we are in prime x fever at this point right like this mm, is true. the height of popularity of the x-men comics uh, i yeah. believe we are if I'm remembering my X lore properly, we are just beginning to enter the onslaught crossover yeah, event yeah, in '93. That's so right. we are, or or maybe we're just coming out of Age of Apocalypse. Either way, we're like peak like no, no, oversaturation no, no. We're, of X Men stuff. We're in the Age mm -hmm. of Apocalypse to onslaught kind of you know yeah. thing there. Yeah. Does this movie line up with the animated show? When did the animated series animated series start, start in '92? So yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. No, that, I mean yeah, that, that's that the was, thing. That was my entry point for X Men. So well, that, that, that was because that's the peak X Men. It's the the gluttony of X related comics, the cartoon mm. show, the video games. Remember the arcade yes. game as well? That was very popular. Oh, I do. Yes. Uh, so we're th this like ninety two to ninety five is really probably almost as popular as they've ever been. Basically, it, yeah. Um, yeah. Once that relaunch happens, that new X Men number one with Jim Lee, which was like ninety one, ninety two. Mm -hmm. Um, that just also you mentioned up. Buffy. The original movie for that came out the year before this. So that like, is another thing I did. was wondering about. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So the, no, there's yeah. definitely we're definitely also in. I think that comes into it, and Buffy's an example of this, and probably the big example of the postmodern new twist. What's the '90s version of these classic monsters, man? Right, exactly. Um, and you can yeah. go over to the uh, to meet the monsters, and we'll we just recorded, and it'll be out soon on the patron page. Uh, our, we did an episode about the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, so um, oh, nice. Um, but when are we doing Army of uh, Frankenstein? Oh, that's my uh, <laughs> listen, that's a tease for next Spooktober. Uh, the Civil War yeah, Frankenstein stick around, movie. Folks. Yeah. yeah, folks, if there's a... But so, full eclipse, holy God. By the way, listen, just, I think this is the first Mario Van Peebles appearance on here? Yes. Yes, wow, I believe so. Wow, yeah. The, uh, welcome to the show, Mr. Van Peebles. Certainly a guy we will not hear. This is not the last we'll hear from him uh, on icon of B-action movies. So I don't oh, yeah. know much about Mario Van Peebles. Is there anything problematic about him that I should know about before professing my love for him in this movie? Because Lisbon, uh, there is not I love Mario Van Peebles. Great. Oh, I, that's this so guy, riveting. he is the son of legendary black exploitation filmmaker Melvin Van Peebles. He also writes and mm -hmm. directs a lot of stuff. Uh, he's mm -hmm. still working to this day in television and like, movies. No, there, he's I've heard pretty nothing. good in this. Like he is. No, he's I, a good actor. I genuinely enjoyed his performance <laughs> he, in this movie. Here's like, the honestly. thing about yeah. him, and and why we need to watch more of his stuff for sure. He's actually good. He's in this kind of stuff. But I think he's yeah. a solid actor. Actually, also, can I just like highlight the Van Peebles family tree here for a second? Yeah, yes. because we have his parents, Melvin Van Peebles. Yeah. We have he and his siblings. We have Mario, Megan, and Max Van Peebles. We have all of his children's, which include Maya, Marley, uh, Mandela, and Morgana Van Peebles. Oh, Morgana! What a so good, good name! What a good there is name! A, 
there is a theme here, and I, everyone in the family has bought in. I love a good uh, themed family tree. I do know? too. I think man. that's great. It's because all of their initials are MVP. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. But no, oh Lesman, it is it is more than okay to love Mario Van Peebles. This guy, great, yeah, is yeah, because I'm, I was just so I was so impressed, and I think that he does something that a lot of people aren't able to do in these movies, which is take a script that is mediocre at best and actually elevate the material. Agree. Um, Ag- this movie. Yeah. What I mean, we're we're all talking about how much we enjoyed this movie, and I think a lot of it is to do with him. I think in lesser hands, man. If you put one of our, you know, if this was fucking, uh, you know, whoever, man, one of our stupid action guys who can't act, uh, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, we love him, but if this was Dolph, even it wouldn't be, <laughs> it wouldn't be as entertaining. Part of it is no. how fucking serious Mario Van Peebles is taking this material. He's oh, all yeah. in. And I think across the board, actually, the cast is. Because mm-hmm. I also want to talk yeah. about another actor I love, Bruce Payne, who plays the villain, Garou. Oh, I love Bruce Payne. <laughs> I love Garou. this guy so much. Because um, he's in, he's Garou. the, you talk about uh, a movie we have talked about, we will do a commentary for at some point. He is the villain in Wesley Snipes' Passenger 57. Um, mm, in yes. which he plays Charles Rain, aka the Reign of Terror. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> he is also one of the only characters to reprise their role in both the original 2000 Dungeons Dragons movie and the straight to video <laughs> sequel that came out five years later. Yeah, Bruce Payne, a good actor, but also a guy who's like, um, yes, I do like money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he he got caught in this world, you know. Oh God, and, did he um, ever? I mean, yeah. he played. Uh, does anyone remember the Warlock franchise? No, nope. oh, of course. Yeah, he was the Warlock. <laughs> uh, mm. The titular Warlock. He's in the fourth mm-hmm. Highlander. Highlander Endgame. Oh. Oof. For, possibly my favorite Highlander movie outside of the original. Okay, I was because it say, is the one that attempts to bridge the, the I, TV show and that original movie. Which is the most insane idea. Here's for a the movie ever. yeah, I'll agree. It is the second best, but that speaks less to it and more about how bad two and three are. Yes, <laughs> yes, I agree with that. And actually, Mario Van Peebles is the the villain in uh, three, mm, mm-hmm. which is better than mm. two. Two is dog shit. Highlander <laughs> Two: The Quickening is so fucking bad. Um, <laughs> so much so that 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 movies three and four don't even acknowledge it. Um, like yeah. it, it's basically oh, been it's wiped. It's basically been wiped from canon. Um, yeah, that makes sense because it's so destroyed the mythos of Highlander that they were like, I don't think we can make sequels going on this trajectory. Um, yeah. Well, and. <laughs> The wild part is because the quickening kind of establishes the whole like strange alien mythology. That's exactly uh, what I was talking which, about. Yeah. Then they went back to in number five, Highlander Five, The Source, which was a sci-fi channel original okay, film. Okay. See, this mm. is where you lost me. I stopped once they stopped coming out in theaters. Uh, <laughs> I was there, man. I fucking saw Endgame in the theater. Um, mm-hmm. I was such a fan. Uh, but once, yeah, because at that point, isn't it? It's just Adrian Paul from the TV show, right? Uh, yes. In the yeah, Lambert is out of it at that point. Oh yeah, no, he came Good back for, for one last hurrah for Endgame. But... Yeah, 
And then, and then, dude, it's bad news when Lambert is like, yeah, no thanks. Um, <laughs> I have pass. standards. Yeah, okay. Jesus Christ, man. Um, God, speaking of Lambert, wouldn't he be great in this movie? I mean, it would have a totally different energy, but boy, would he have. If he like, played Garou, in a werewolf cop with a weird sequel. accent. <laughs> he could have been Guru to Van Peebles. You know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, that because he would yeah. have that his weird, like, foreign energy that is that implacable accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's still he's still a couple years off from playing Raiden. So, uh, mm -hmm. oh my god, that performance. Uh, all right, so yeah. let's, uh, let's <laughs> I got to talk about the director of this movie for just a second because this guy, sure. oh, he is an action shelf guy. If I've ever seen one, listen, we're gonna watch a lot more Anthony Hickox movies. Um, Gergoni, you and I were actually talking about. Uh, he made a Prince Valiant movie. You and I were talking about this. Why were we talking about this? This came up on something. Because we were talking about it. I believe we were off mic. It's tough to say. But Prince yeah. Valiant specifically because it's one of those like weird early comic book adaptations that like nobody quite remembers in the yeah. like mid to late 90s before the X-Men movie happened. There were a lot of people trying to do comic book adaptations because yeah. there were just all these properties sitting around that nobody was doing anything with. Yeah. But the reason mm -hmm. it came up, I believe, is because the cast of this film is fucking stacked. We've got Stephen Moyer, we've got Katherine Heigl, we've got Ron Perlman, we've got Warwick Davis. Like oh, this is a film Udo that is just Kier. full. Of I fucking you recognize. love Udo Kier. Um yeah, no, exactly. And it and and neither one of us had ever heard of it when when we just yeah. stumbled upon it in ninety seven. Maybe a future action shelf episode, especially now that I know this guy directed it. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, so he directed a lot of horror stuff. If you, if anyone's familiar with the Waxwork franchise, um, mm. which is nope. just dumb. That's it's about it's a franchise where a wax museum of statues of like monsters come to life and whatever. Oh, um, I saw that episode of Gravity Falls. <laughs> kind of, yeah, a little <laughs> bit like that, except that they were the classic monsters. Um, mm. Uh, and then he did the third Hellraiser movie. So he, when he does this, by the way, he is full on coming from horror at this point. Um, oh, because he's just coming off of one of the Warlock movies. That Warlock, we the Armageddon, which came out the no. same year. And oh, wow. uh, is it? Oh, this is Julian Sands. He, it goes between a few people, but also Paula Marshall, who's in this movie, is in that Warlock film as well. So. Mm -hmm. Um, she's the other female werewolf cop who's not the main one, and actually, oh okay, it's a who has bummer. no lines. She's yeah. got some lines. She talks a little bit, but like kind of early on. Okay, w when they're going into the werewolf cave, and by that I mean the palatial werewolf estate, they mm -hmm. are every every Wolf's one dead, of the werewolves gets a line yeah. to introduce their broad caricature. Which I, which I love, because mm. it's just like, it does not matter who these people are at all. No. Nope. The only Absolutely thing that matters not. is like that they're all like, I had troubles, I had troubles too. I also had a problem. Um, <laughs> this movie hey, is also... he had an issue. It's like, we don't want to talk about that. And yeah, like, just, no, just shut up. Why did we bring it up? Everybody shut up. Yeah. Um, but he, the, this Stop guy... talking. This guy has gone on to direct many a movie with uh, a lot of our uh i wouldn't say favorites but let's say um people we've seen a lot of regulars Dol yeah Dolph, seagal he's directed a lot of those kind of things um yeah. so definitely a guy we will probably watch more of his movies uh the eddie griffin action vehicle blast yeah different than the blast we watched on the show 
But Gurgoni, I I, better than that one. I want to talk about who wrote this movie because I don't know. Did you look into this at all? Uh, Richard Christian Matheson and Michael Reeves. Richard Christian Matheson, son of legendary <gasps> uh, science fiction writer Richard Matheson. Mm-hmm. And also staff writer for The Incredible oh. Hulk. Yeah. We saw mu- we've seen much of his writing. Uh he did 3 episodes of The Incredible Hulk. I remember oh, all he 3 did, of them. He he wrote the one where the Hulk has to land an airplane. Yep. <laughs> he did he did Like a Brother where the Hulk goes the to Black exploitation one. But yeah. then he wrote one of our favorites, The Snare. Oh, where the Hulk is hunted on that island, and it's just the most dangerous game with the Hulk. Yeah, we love that one. That was one of our favorites. But then Listman, he goes from that to being a staff writer on the fucking A-team. Jesus Christ. He's getting all the This guy went from Incredible Hulk to BJ and the Bear to Knight Rider to Hunter to the A-team. What a career. What a career. Man, Uh, the 80s were very good to this man. And then he worked on some show in 2009 called Splatter uh, that I that. do not know. It's a what is this actually? I have no idea what this is. Corey Feldman plays a character named Johnny Splatter. Need I say I more? Think... <laughs> After self righteous rock star Johnny Splatter puts a bullet in his own head, only five people are chosen to attend the reading of Splatter's will. The manager. The shrink, the guitarist, the lover, and the groupie. Will they get what they came for, or what Splatter thinks they deserve? Bam, bam, bam. Okay, so uh, Gurgoni Michael Reeves, wow. who's the other writer of this, has oh, given us. Oh, I a, know Michael Reeves. He's given us a lot <gasps> of our favorite shit, man. Um, oh, he has wow. given me. A, ton of batman the animated series he was all over one of my favorite cartoons gargoyles he did that wild ass cartoon phantom 2040 uh spider-man unlimited spider-man unlimited which is okay Um, but this guy wrote the screenplay for batman mask the phantasm probably the best Mm -hmm. batman movie the mm. 80s and 90s real Ghostbusters cartoon, yep. the late 80s TMNT cartoon. Yep. Uh, he mm. did a few episodes of the 80s Twilight Zone uh, reboot. Spider-Man like, is Amazing there's... Friends. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, the Teen Wolf cartoon, which is very real. And if you listen to the our Dungeons Teen... & Dragons cartoon. Yeah. Whoa. And, and if that wasn't enough, one episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Dear and God. a few episodes of The Incredible Hulk. The the live action one? Yeah. I don't think that's I believe, right. Unless no. this, this is the cartoon. No, this is the cartoon from the early 80s. Yes, that's what I was Oh, this say. is the bad cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the 90s cartoon <laughs> is pretty good. Um, this Smurfs? Thing, yeah. Wow. I mean, this guy's okay. a, a yeah. big uh, animation guy, so it's interesting that then he, he wrote this movie. <laughs> he walks... <laughs> yes a movie though that listen you and i are, are uh you're, i don't know who's we were talking about that this should have been a comic book probably right this feels like a pitch for a comic book that turned into a movie that as much as i love this movie doesn't quite have the scope that it needs to tell as epic a story as it wants to tell yeah. Now yeah. that being said, I applaud it for just how fucking crazy it gets. It is insane. This movie's totally 
bananas in the best way possible. Well, I it's so think, entertaining. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a movie that is three acts that are three totally different genres. <laughs> That's true. It's Very like, true. It starts as a cop movie, it becomes a superhero mm-hmm. movie, and then it turns yes. into a horror film. Yes. 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 All of that true. wrapped around like a drug addiction PSA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, with with a drug addiction allegory. So this movie, mm-hmm. I didn't think it was possible for me to be all things to all people, but by God, mm-hmm. it full eclipse is not. Um, <laughs> it fully eclipses all the things we're looking for so in this, an action shelf movie. This was not a theatrically released film, not a straight to video. This was a HBO movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So this was. I so watched a but it was released on home video eventually yes, yes. um because i watched a <laughs> rip of the laser disc version so, so of it we. on youtube that's the same version <laughs> listman and i watched too yes oh, it yeah. is it is the one that it is the best version that's out there and it's actually decent compared to some of the stuff Mm-hmm. This is one of those movies where the scan lines of like an old scan of something actually benefit the movie, yeah. I think. It gives it that like rougher feel that you want but out of an old TV movie. Because it's mm-hmm. a laser disc, it's clearer than a VHS. It doesn't have yeah. the crackle of the thing. It's just washed out and not anywhere close to high def quality. This is ideal, I think, for a 90s action shelf movie. I agree in terms of and mm. correct aspect ratio. It's not stretched. Yeah, which is nice because uh, well, we always talk about we'll never see anything as bad as um, was it Death Force? Some like yeah, Death Force. That was the the uh, uh, the one with the face. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dirk yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Dirk let's Benedict. dive into the movie. Talk about mm-hmm. comic books right away. We are presented with a Gotham City level of crime in this city. This We're in L.A. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, We're in L.A., yeah. but it. What if L.A. looked like, you know, uh, Gotham City? Gotham, that's, that's kind of this Detroit, version of the L.A. The Detroit of RoboCop, I also thought about. My mm-hmm. first yeah. thought was like, oh, so this is a prequel to Escape from L.A. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's L.A. with the amount of crime that's in that, but not having separated from the U.S. yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so because it just starts with like, Oh, there's an assault over here. There's a robbery over here and a drug deal happening there. And you're like, yeah, that's how crime works. It's just everywhere all the time, constantly. Got it. All at once. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, technically, this movie starts with uh, a minute and a half of opening credits and just a still image of a moon that looks like a JPEG from the 90s. Uh, If if there's one thing I'm glad about, it is the almost elimination of opening title sequences in modern film. Because yeah. everything I watch from the 80s and 90s, as much as I enjoy these movies, it's always like, well, settle in for a couple minutes of just title cards. And I'm fine with opening credits that are happening with like the movie still happening. you know, Or like some kind the, of design yes. sequence, you know, like Bond style or something like that, you know. Right. Um, but just a still like <laughs> JPEG image yeah. of a moon for a minute and a half was a lot to start out with. <laughs> Dude, when um, I tuned in but... to HBO on a Saturday, here's the other thing too that's so interesting about this. When people go, "Oh, it's an HBO movie," and like, guys, HBO didn't used to mean quality. That's yes. somewhat recent. Like anything, that's basically anything... changed with the Sopranos. I was gonna say anything pre-Sopranos was a total mm-hmm. mixed bag and mostly not good. There were so many HBO original movies 
I remember watching as a kid that were pretty shitty. <laughs> and were a the, lot of this. Big... They were like cheap genre things. Mm -hmm. And yeah. one of the big draws of HBO was, and you can still see traces of this in modern day HBO, is it's cable, but you can see tits and fucking and a lot more violence. And cursing, yes. yeah. Because yeah. the big thing I was watching on HBO at this time that I think is indicative of this movie is Tales from the Crypt. Mm. Right. That's right. the kind of thing where it was, it was, which was very purposely schlocky. And this movie, mm -hmm. yeah. the one thing I will say about this movie, I, this movie never stops owning its schlock. It has no mm. aspirations to be anything but pure B-movie goodness. Yes, that's true. For better uh, and for worse. But yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we we open on Mario Van Peebles and his dead as meat partner. Uh, oh man! When he opens up with, "Oh, I'm gonna retire and we're getting married," and just like all of the tropes, yeah, and he's so his partner. Dead. He's just like, "Oh boy, you're dead." Uh, we can start with the character names in this movie, though. Detective Max Dyer. Oh, oh, all the names in this name. movie are fucking great. Yeah, mm -hmm. Detective Max Dyer. I wonder where that's going. Uh, yeah, and his partner, less exciting, Jim Sheldon. Um, but uh, we'll get to some better ones. Uh, and so they're cruising the streets, and yeah, he is just. I almost want Mario Van Peebles to go. Will you shut up? You're already fucking dead, man. <laughs> okay, can we talk about these two cops? Yeah, for a second, mm. and in best terms pals. of just like. What was that? And best, they're two best friends. They're also best friends. But so we we see them in an unmarked car yep. wearing mm -hmm. suits. Yeah. Yes. Which would lead us to believe that they're detectives of some kind, yes. right? Yep. Just sure. based on their trappings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But later in the film, when he's being given a Medal of Valor, mm -hmm. they make it explicitly clear that he is a, an officer. He is a street officer. Yeah, that makes no sense. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and everyone is able to pull rank on him because he is an officer. Correct. And mm -hmm. uh Adam Guru, the villain of this piece, is yeah. a detective. But yes. <laughs> so he is a plainclothes officer who dresses in a suit, who drives an unmarked car, and also mm -hmm. takes charge in situations in which there is a hostage crisis. Oh my god! Yeah, because they're cruising around. He's the partner's given us all the "I'm about to die" uh, dialogue. Uh, I mean, it 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 is. It's almost like was this meant to be funny? Because it's so. It has to be so. I over think so the because the fake out death of this guy. Well, that is you know? that is what I thought was actually very clever about this. Of course, is, yeah. is that what this is? But it is. It's like it's like every dirty Harry movie. You're just like, well, this guy's fucking dead, man. Um, and then they get the any call. partner this guy has will die. I know, which I love, just... especially like a, a couple into the Dirty Harry series where they start going like mm -hmm. every partner you have gets killed, Harry. It's like once the police start Stop acknowledging giving me partners, then yeah, and that's just kind of a thing. Where he just goes, I work alone because it's dangerous otherwise. Um, yeah, but uh, so they get yeah they get a response to <laughs> once again a total comic book crime. Uh, just random psychos have taken over a nightclub. Something that has never happened, as far as I'm aware, in real life. Uh, at least mm. not at this level. And uh, there's it, 
a joke in Mystery Men that is a play on this trope from movies, <laughs> yeah. which is the villains that they first confront in that movie have stormed and taken over an elderly person's bingo night. Yes. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> By the way, if you haven't seen people watch Mystery Men, it's so good. It's, it's so, so good. fucking good. I'm so glad that that's, yeah. I hear people talking well of that now because it is so underrated. Um, mm-hmm. But I love when they go there and his partner's like, "Come on, man, let's just wait for the SWAT team." And then right on cue, someone is thrown out the window of this nightclub. Now, not just anyone, John. A mannequin is thrown out. Oh, there's so many good mannequin falls oh, in this movie. Oh, this so is many. this one of our favorite things on this show is dummy work in these movies. And oh, this movie and the dummy oh, work, Mwah. fucking La- delivers. Later, when Mario Van Peebles and uh, Patsy Kensett are like leaping out the window to escape Detective Guru, and we just cut to two perfectly stiff dummies falling down out of the sky. It so good. I love the idea that the director had to call. Hey HBO, we need more money for the for the dummy budget. God damn it! This dummy budget is fucking through the roof. Anthony, we can't keep doing this. We only. I can't. You reuse the dummies? Oh no! There's nothing left of them after we're done with them. Uh, I could not get a budget on this thing. I kind of like. I have no idea what this cost. Not, oh, no not much, no but I will say this: not much, but probably more than it should. Uh, still, I, I'm. I know we don't have an actual number, but I'm going to ballpark it and say 15 million. That feels about right. That right. It's yeah. going to be more than a lot of the straight to video stuff because HBO had yeah. a little bit more, but it's still way less than is needed for something in this genre. Yeah. There, there's some pretty good explosions. There's some. Like fine TV level creature work and makeup yeah. effects. Well, I think the mm-hmm. Buffy comparison for the level of makeup is pretty dead on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for uh, the majority of it until yeah. we go forward. <laughs> until, yeah, <laughs> much so, like the movie Tusk. So obviously, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, th- th- so th- so we get, of course, the only way we can enter this building is to go to the roof and crawl in through the air ducts. Obviously. Obviously. Because let's let's get a little diehard in here. Why not? Why well, not? And then, Lisman, the moment I knew... I mean, the guy getting thrown out the nightclub was my first indication. But the moment I knew I was going to absolutely adore this movie is when Marvin Peebles draws two guns, like cops and often do. Several... It happens multiple times in this movie where he dives through the air yep. whilst shooting two pistols. Well, we're also um. in prime John Woo territory. Yeah. There's no question yes. that, that yes. we've seen Uh-oh. some John Woo. This is before John Woo comes to America, but early 90s, this is right when stuff like The Killer and Hard Boiled is coming out yeah. in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, is, and it's... Yeah. Uh... To, to, oh, to further uh, cement the fact that his partner is going to die when he starts to climb in through the events and the partner's just like, but I'm afraid of tight spaces. Yeah. <laughs> And oh my god, I okay. So then we get to these just generic scumbags who have taken over this club for unknown reasons. Uh, well, okay, these scumbags, I I like them for a couple of reasons. One, the main scumbag, who's great. I think all of his lines are ADR'd because very little footage of him actually speaking like on camera is shown. I think, you're um, right, yeah. But 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 number two, the reason why I like it is is this nightclub supposed to be like a really ritzy fancy well-known nightclub because he's asking for like 
a jet to land outside the nightclub that Wait, which they is can not take. Po- and which like, is not possible. But, Where would that land in yeah, the middle of the city? Yeah, he's, like, when he's making those demands, though, he's making them to himself. Yeah. He's not talking to the police. Yeah, there's no negotiator no. on a line with him. It's almost like the he's police at no stuff. point try to communicate with him um, because the only two police who are on the scene so far are climbing through the ventilation shaft. <laughs> well, and also, where is SWAT? SWAT is not responding at the moment and doesn't show up yeah. at any point. And you think this would mm-hmm. be priority one to get down there as fast as what SWAT's caught in traffic? His yeah. partner, Jim, even says to, to Max Dyer, Mario Van Peebles, hey, we should wait for SWAT, which is when the guy gets thrown out, the dummy gets thrown off the building. Yeah, at this point, <laughs> uh, let me remind you again, Officer Max Dyer, yeah. he is in no way outranks any of the other cops who have surrounded this building, nope. decides... We're going in. Play the music, mm-hmm. Sam. We're going in. Oh, and I, lo- <laughs> I love the idea that his partner would just be like, okay, I guess we are then, because you say so. I love it. I mean, they, they you kind don't of, outrank me, but they sure, kind of, let's I think do they this. They kind of want to establish the lethal weapon kind of vibe where the one guy is like, all right, we're going in. And the other guy's like, Oh boy, you know, like here we go yes. again. Yeah. He literally says I'm too old for this when he climbs up the fire escape outside. Oh, I didn't get yep. that. Good lord. No, well, there's so, there are so many like illusions are... and amalgams and just straight up theft from different things in this movie. It's clearly purposeful and I'm here for it. Well, there's also yeah. cast members from the Lethal Weapon movies which we'll get into. Uh but uh I love this scene where the the main guy starts getting creepy with one of the girls. And this guy's like, hey, man, stay away from her. And then that guy just gets shot to pieces. And and here's the the thing. Excessive use of an Uzi. (laughs) Yes. Well, the infinite ammo Uzi, um, which is our favorite action movie weapon. Oh, God. But him being creepy with this woman is da- is dancing i guess like swing dancing yeah it's still uh, it's... For- forced swing dancing yeah and i just love the guy go one guy just is like hey leave her alone and then just and i mean like a the... hundred bullets into this guy the, yeah, yeah the i mean once again i'm this is very robocop the beginning of this movie to me uh mm-hmm. but i will say and and kind of in that robocop vein the use of squibs in this movie is grade A, man. Everybody yes. explodes into blood when they get shot in this thing. Not oh, just people, and, but like the environment too, yes. which I yeah. really liked. And the this scene also establishes what the body count in this film is going to be like, which is absurd. <laughs> oh, we're dropping <laughs> bodies in every scene, man. Truly cataclysmic cataclysmic like if the events of this movie had ever occurred then people would be like the desolation that is la because of the body count half of la is the prequel to escape from la yeah that's what i'm saying (laughs) that's when they go like we have to do something about los angeles mr president (laughs) (laughs) right uh so yeah, they, they they hear a noise up in the air ducts and open up into the vents, and of course that's where his partner gets shot, and mm-hmm. so we can get Mario Van Peebles going no as as he leaps, guns akimbo head first out of the air vent to take down the main goon. Mm-hmm. Full on <laughs> Chow so Yun Fat moment here. Oh. And he and by oh. the way, he has to reload after this. He empties both guns into this guy. 
he empties the his primary weapon twice. Yeah. Once on this first guy, he's then on the ground on his belly, so he does a barrel roll while he reloads one gun, and then mm. completely empties the clip again on the second guy before reloading and then emptying the clip a third time on the guy who comes over the bar with the shotgun. He gives each yeah. guy a full magazine <laughs> so he's got Berettas he's pumping like 15 rounds into these guys are you yeah. what the fuck and this is this is like 10 minutes into the film and I already know it's gonna be a the, great movie no yeah this uh, is, this this is where I'm like yeah. oh I'm so glad we're doing this movie <laughs> Because I'm like, well, one thing, you know, sometimes these movies can get boring. Oh, it's like, this is one of those where you go like, it's going to be one of these kinds of movies. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I was already laughing so hard at this movie and, go, and like, yes, this movie rules. Um, yeah. I, I am, I'm fairly regular in terms of my, like, okay, if I have a movie on, I'll probably be doing something else as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like either oh, having yeah. my switch in my hands or on my phone or something. Mm -hmm. When this sequence started, I put everything else down and said, okay, movie, yeah. you have my attention. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, I can't miss a second of this thing. Uh, geez, yeah. Right, yeah. that's what it felt like. It. I mean, I will say, this thing zips by, and we've seen some movies with yeah. bad pacing, and mm. one of the things this movie does is it just keeps going like, oh, you thought that was insane? Watch this! <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are several moments where I had to pause it to write down notes because I'd yeah. start writing something down and Maggie would be like, you, we have to go back. No. You just missed the most insane thing. Yeah, most of the uh, time I have time to write. I, th I was the same thing. I was struggling to keep up with the mountain yeah. insanity of this yeah. movie. Um, because, yeah. It, because it, this, this, this scene at the nightclub also establishes just how serious this movie takes itself because we hold on a shot of the air vent where yes. the partner was shot to see the blood coming out of the bullet holes and then dripping down to the floor. And then we cut yeah. back to Van Peebles' face as he's just like realizing what's happened and he's yeah. so upset and he's giving it 100%. I and love that, it. That is why, yes. that is such a key to why this works is Mario Van Peebles is like, I am in it. I am. This mm -hmm. is this is the biggest trauma that's ever happened to me right here. Yeah, I he mean, really plays it too. Like, well, it's, he's like, it's, I. It's, it's one well of those done. things where we go, we're kind of not used to actual actors on the, in these movies. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin Peebles yeah. does do stuff where he isn't in action movies too, and it's like, oh right, this is what like an mm. actual dramatic actor is in a film when you see them. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, let's see here. Uh, but I do like that the partner's not dead from any of this. He's just in a coma and probably yes. going to die in the yes. hospital. Uh, so we get him in the hospital. We get a, we devote a whole scene to Mario Van Peebles like consoling the the woman he was about to marry and go off with, and yeah. be like he's about to leave the room, but then she says, I'm going to stay with him in case he wakes up. And then he decides, mm -hmm. no, I got to be here for her and my partner. Oh, it's so yeah. good. It's like, it's very <laughs> yeah. high drama. It's very high <laughs> drama. Well, and then the fact that the next scene is him in marriage counseling or, or couples counseling mm -hmm. and him just being like, yeah, I'm a fucking cop. And that means there's some shit I can't talk about. <laughs> oh man. The whole subplot with him and his wife having marital issues is probably the weakest payoff of this movie. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, yes. it's it's like the one extraneous thing that are, that's like, why is this in the movie? 
Well, uh, and then, especially considering given how it resolves, just makes it raises so many questions. Yeah, I don't yeah. quite understand. The end, I will say, they kind of bobble the last, like, five minutes of the movie. The, yes. the actual yes. climax is fucking great. But the... Yeah. Uh, the, the resolution. The, the denouement kind of epilogue thing. I was like, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, okay. Uh, because the movie does such a good job. Just when I thought it was going to run out of steam, it raises everything ten times <laughs> crazier, which is great. Because uh, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, man, I'm kind of getting bored with it. Oh, no. You know, uh, but then, yeah. So we'll get to that, though. But, yeah, I do love. I mean, and this is I mean, at this point, I'm going like, man, they're just giving me every classic cop movie in the book now. Right. Everything yes. where you're just going like, you don't understand the things I've seen when I'm on those streets. You know, like and I'm going like, yeah. This is the kind of cop movie we love, Listman, where it's like no bearing on reality whatsoever. This is where, you know, people talk about copaganda and stuff. I am all on board for hero cop movies if they take place in a total fantasy world. We also talked about sure. Cobra, right? Where it's like, well, dude, if criminals were like that, we would need a cop like Cobra. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> or Stone but Cold, any of that. Yeah, no, the exactly. key is... Cops can be like that if criminals are super criminals. Um, then exactly. we're fine with it. <laughs> exactly. I do want to mention uh, the the actress who plays uh, Mario Van Peebles, Max oh, Sire's this, wife. This poor really woman. Quick. Just to her, uh, how little she has to do in this movie. She does, but don't worry because this same year she starts working on Diagnosis Murder and then does 178 episodes. Oh, so she so, is. What you're saying is she is just. Actually, I know. And, I, and I've seen. Well, number one. Okay. I've seen a lot of Diagnosis Murder. Uh. <laughs> She, she was also on 776 episodes of The Young and the Restless. So. Well, and we've, there there is a lot of crossovers we've talked about on almost every episode between soap opera people. And she was also on The mm -hmm. Rich and the Ruthless, um, mm. which I may have been. No, it wasn't a spinoff, but it was in that same vein. Um, she has continued that, to work a lot. Is that the key to making the title of a of a soap opera is the something in the something else. Is that, <laughs> I think doesn't yeah. figured it out. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I think that's it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, she's a working actress continues to work to this day. It's just this movie, total nothing part of the wife. Doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't really give her much, but even she, and I think she's only in two scenes in the whole movie. Yeah, because she's yeah. not she's not there when he comes home later. She's already left, no, so she yeah, has the she, voice lock. So she's in three scenes, right? She's in this, and then the the surprise birthday the party, surprise birthday party, scene. and then the epilogue. oh right, right, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh god, the surprise birthday scene is nuts. Um, what a <laughs> just the most awkward birthday celebration I've ever yeah. seen on film. So while this is happening, though, we see a mysterious person in a police uniform enter his partner's room and i thought murder him with some that's what i thought too. yeah because yeah. he injects a yellow serum into the guy's iv and walks away and then you hear him flatline yeah yes and so i thought oh shit there's like gonna be i knew this was a werewolf cop movie but i thought it's gonna be like okay so he's got to join the werewolf cops to find the killer inside the department or something. I didn't think. No, it's so he much crazier. Uh, he didn't suspect him injecting been... his partner with wolf juice. That's, that's not what you were expecting. <laughs> I, well, I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I, I thought 
stupid me. I thought we were going to be dealing with sort of classic werewolves here. I didn't realize, well, which we are kind of too, though. Uh, mm -hmm. But I didn't know we were going to be dealing with like scientifically created werewolves and werewolf sin serum and Boy, stuff in this thing. The explanation well, for <laughs> I, what the drug and That's where this movie like lost me a little bit until that third act yeah. twist was just yeah. like, oh, science werewolves, lame. Well, because like, yeah. that's a thing we've seen in a bunch of like yeah. mediocre sci fi and fantasy movies where it's just like, oh, they're basically these monsters you know, but we also made them via science. It also made the title not make sense until third act because I'm like, why yeah. is it called Full Eclipse it wasn't if the original. moon has nothing to do with it? The original title of the screenplay was The Pack. Yes, and I and for the mm. uh, until the third act, I'm like, that makes sense as a title. I actually still think The Pack might have been a better title in general. I think the, so too. The, yes. And also the Eclipse thing is kind of doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, we'll get into it, but... Uh, really? Uh, yeah. But it also, like, but there that's the genius of this movie. There are subtle, like, clues throughout to say that this <laughs> is kind of a werewolf movie, because we see the silver bullet being made yeah. in a mm -hmm. little bit, and you're just like, mm -hmm. oh, wait, if they're chemical werewolves, why would silver bullets matter at all? Gergoni, you said the yeah. genius of this movie. Um... <laughs> it's, it's, it, it is... For what it is, it for is genius. It is. I think for, it is very, in, it is very well constructed. In terms like of, the everything adds up, you know. Everything in terms of cable yeah. produced werewolf police dramas. Yes, this is <laughs> the exception, the best of the bunch, man. Uh, John, I, I wanna, I, I wanna retort your disbelief with the motorcycle scene that happens later, oh and tell me that God. that's not genius. Well, because yeah, what well, we're gonna find out genius. is the partner doesn't die. He's back and he's fine yes. like the next day and like the once very again, next day he's in a coma and then he's totally fine mario van uh, peebles is going what the fuck is going on i think this is the most real once again it's it's so oh it's so nice to have an actual actor here who's actually know, playing yeah. like what the hell's going on here like like realistically baffled by yeah. like what is happening in front of him yeah. we, uh, well, what's uh, great yeah is that mario van peebles is us right he's the yeah. point of view character but he is mm -hmm. also having the same reactions the audience is having in terms mm -hmm. of guys back on his feet and we're going no 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 this isn't normal you shouldn't just be walking around no, no, yeah no, yeah something's wrong here can uh, i can i ask you guys something so we don't see his partner do any gun tricks before for the <laughs> introduced. Oh. Does being a werewolf make you better at using firearms? Yes, it yes. does, because we see oh, other movie we see other werewolves yes. doing gun okay. tricks. When What's that? We see other werewolves doing gun tricks later when they're getting ready That's... to go into we see uh, this is apparently a werewolf trait of like spinning guns. This is also very Yeah, Rebel, you become an old west again. like <sighs> Again, Have you ever seen a dog with a dog toy going and like worrying it? This is the same thing, but with people and guns. They just yeah. kind of spin it and like, oh, oh, well, oh, oh. It's, want... it's a fidget spinner, but you, it's got bullets. You also want to talk yeah. about it's a deadly fidget spinner. Um... <laughs> and his partner does use a revolver before the wolf juice yes, is introduced. He is does. Okay. He has a revolver just... when they go into the vents. I wanted to make sure because. Yes. First of all, I don't think police officers generally carry a six-shooter. Well, that's uh, also a very lethal weapon because Danny Glover carries a revolver. And it's like a thing in Lethal Weapon where they talk about, man, you're the last guy still carrying that because he's supposed to be like yeah. an old man. Uh, you're, yeah. it, most of the time, the service weapon's not going to be a revolver, but there'll be times when, like, okay, if you have a backup weapon, you might 
decide to carry a revolver. This guy's primary weapon. Snub nose 357 or something. Yeah, but this guy's this guy's primary weapon is a 357, like a full barrel, not a snub nose. Again, they are officers, not detectives. Why would they have special like dispensation to do any of this stuff? But people's carrying dual Berettas. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going (laughs) on. There are two there are two things that like bothered me throughout this entire movie, and that is the fact that Max Dyer is just an an officer. Officer, despite all the things well, he does. And I don't understand the point of that. Why not just call him Detective Dyer and that, and that wouldn't be an issue yeah. and it wouldn't change anything because everybody else would yeah. still outrank him being like captains and lieutenants and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> the the second thing that bothered me throughout the course of this movie and just going forward, I'm going to stop mentioning it, is all of the cougar sounds. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Non-stop. It was so weird. I'm like, this is not... This is not a wolf. They know that's not a wolf sound effect, right? Oh, by like, the way, I uh, I was gonna say Bruce Payne. This is not his only werewolf movie. He's also in Howling for the Freaks. Oh boy! So something that happens, and we don't have to comment on it every time, but it's something that happens throughout the movie. Whenever somebody is talking and they've got like their werewolfness coming to the surface, yep. the soundtrack is backed by like growling sounds, and the and if they're doing something in an action moment, there's the classic like. Kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. cougar sound. Yeah. Yes. It's very. And it's, it's the same cougar sound that plays during explosions in MacGruber. Uh, MacGruber. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, are we led to believe that that cougar sound is coming from the wolf, or is that part of the soundtrack? Unclear. Or, or a werewolf. Unclear. My my guess is that in whatever audio editing suite they had for this movie there were four animal sounds that they just kept reusing over and over again <laughs> man hbo's only shelling out for four animal sounds man so uh by the way there, it, there are technically six in the suite but if they use the elephant noise or the rooster crow that would have been a dead giveaway yeah 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 that's true that's and it was true. so hard yeah. to resist hitting those buttons at some point though uh, uh-huh. yeah this makes me want to write a spinoff of this movie though called cougar cops um <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just it's it's were leopards like were leopards versus werewolves there but they're also older women yeah oh, oh it works on mm-hmm. two levels cougar yeah cops. exactly they're sexy exactly. middle-aged female cops uh i love it so he's back in action <laughs> and then yes imme- immediately the most fucking insane drive-by shooting happens they've got fucking yes. kalashnikovs coming out of this car <laughs> And just opening up on who? I don't even know who they're targeting. I thought Never they were targeting clear. the partner. They may maybe. That, I, who knows? They don't hit him or even come close. They seem to just they, be firing oh, wildly yeah, at don't. people on the street. Also, yeah. drive-by shooting in the middle of the day on a crowded like business street. Yeah, Insane. pretty unprecedented. Yeah. Once yeah. again, if this again, is happening. The, the crime is elevated. Yeah, yeah, like, this is there's no rhyme or reason for the violence this, it's just violence. i don't think this is the first movie we've seen uh listen this taking place in crime city uh, right. <laughs> a lot of movies we watch yeah. just take place in crime city the home of crime what i also appreciate about this next sequence is that it also 
indicates like a normal city level of traffic in yes. a given area as opposed mm-hmm. to just you know those empty streets in la well they I mean, which, <laughs> yes. which once again further adds to the insanity of the crime itself though that it's like a busy mm-hmm. street that's hard to get away on full of people mm-hmm. and you know look the, the most drive-by shootings i think happen in the middle of the night and are targeted at beat they're not like just well crowded street full of people that <laughs> they don't often involve if, military level mistaken, assault weapons. It's an ice cream shop that they're shooting uh, up, like a, like a bodega, I think. Yeah. A bodega. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because he's he's arguing with the owner about the non-dairy ice cream, or oh, I, because the sure. werewolf side of him is making him very angry about their very vegetarian crazy. options. Yeah, that's <laughs> now that that is either that's a werewolf right. or just a citizen here in Portland. Um, yeah, tough to say. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so they're they're in pursuit. Mario's in the car, but his partner's on foot, and he's leaping from car to car. I mean, oh my god, this sequence is incredible. Yeah, it just felt like something out of a Captain America movie. It really where does. The traffic is moving, and the cop is running atop the cars. And so, when he gets to the hood of one car, he'll leap to the next car what? so that he can move faster isn't in the that, traffic isn't that kind of mm-hmm. that scene where he chases the hydra guy in the first captain america movie mm. Mm. yes he, there's yes. some car leaping there's some other stuff in there too this movie only has car leaping because it's budget but like that yeah. some of this did yeah did feel that way <laughs> and i like that each leap is farther and then they do the six million dollar man thing where we're just under him and he just leaps across the frame to, from where to where i was almost there expecting a it had that vibe to it because it is supposed to be like instead it was a cougar roar like in yeah it's because eventually he leaps up onto a bus yes and that's when he gets the angle to fire on the escaping criminals who are nobodies by the way they're just random criminals in this movie there's no yeah there's no connection to like we eventually get to like mobsters but even they're so like in the background of stuff and you're Ill like defined like, yeah what is yeah. the motivation there just, i don't know it's going yeah i don't know but this this also feels like a supernatural enhanced lethal weapon scene because this would yes. be mel gibson does this kind of stuff in those lethal weapon movies where he's leaping across cars and stuff like that they just are like what mm. if he had <laughs> i mean this movie is basically just like yeah what if lethal weapon had werewolf powers in it yeah <laughs> But also, like, the goal of these cops is never to arrest these people. It's always, well, they've committed crimes, so now they must be executed in the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. We're we're in a Judge Dredd-style scenario here where the cops are (laughs) judge, jury, and executioner. Um, When he leaps onto the back of this guy's motorcycle, though. Oh. Because he shoots the driver, and the other guy in the car busts out gets into traffic, grabs some guy oh, in a no, motorcycle, just grab, throws mows, that guy into the sidecar, mows and then... down a bunch of people first. He just gets out and starts shooting people. Then oh, gets on the motorcycle. People, yeah. yeah, you're just like, yeah. geez, let me get in a couple more murders while I'm do- doing my escape. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just for good measure. This is absolutely insane. Uh, and I then believe- I believe his Jim, his partner, l- like is chasing the guy in the motorcycle, loses him for a second, and then leaps over a building to the next street over to get to him he on the motorcycle. In yes. Indeed uh have that. Uh and then he uh he leaps from atop a bridge at some point too. 
uh, and yes, down like off of the bridge. Huge jump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, he's he's doing this, and and we just keep cutting back to Marvin and people's going like, what? <laughs> As he should. <laughs> As he should. <laughs> Dude, I thought it was crazy. This guy's back from the dead. Now he's doing fucking superhero jumps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's on. And then, oh, listen, is this what you're talking about? How does the sidecar get? How does the sidecar get disconnected? It hits another car, right? Or it hits oh, something yeah. and just okay. just okay. comes off. Uh, yeah, so like it's a gotcha. cool effect of the sidecar hits. I don't know if it's a wall or another car. Um, I think it's like a bus or something. I think it is. Uh, yeah, and it's just sure. the sidecar just stops, but the motorcycle keeps going forward. Mm, uh, it's yeah. pretty but yes, awesome. This sequence. When the <laughs> guy is shooting him repeatedly in the gut and he's just taking yes. the bullets. And once yes. again, squib work like nobody's business. Blood is pouring out of this guy's abdomen. Uh-huh. And he's just yeah. like... <laughs> yeah, and you see him getting a little bit more werewolfy. The the soundtrack is getting a little bit more cougary, and he <laughs> clamps his hands down on the guy's hands who are on the the uh, the motorcycle handles. Oh my god! Revs it so that they go faster. And then in in in, in, in something that only happens in an action shelf movie, a motorcycle hits a brick wall and just explodes into a fireball. Oh, John, we're missing the one-liner here. Oh, what was the one-liner? You have the right to remain silent yeah, the- right before he hits the wall. That's right. This movie doesn't have a lot of one-liners. It's, it's, this is one of those movies where I was like, debate. That is a one-liner, though. There's no question. I have, I've written down a couple. That there's, was definitely... There's a, there's a yeah. few... And they're few and far between, which I don't like. I feel like if you're going to do one-liners, you need to go all in on them. This movie, parts of this movie have one-liners, parts of it don't. Down the stretch, there's a few. Uh, They start giving the bad guy several, and I'm like, wait a minute, you weren't quipping earlier. Uh, (laughs) This movie, all of a sudden, it picks into... The movie has one of the most insane lines I've Oh Be, yeah, which when we get to it, we'll get to it. But <laughs> well, like. there's a there's a yeah. Uh, um, but when this hits the wall, and I mean, <laughs> and literally the motorcycle, the motorcycle doesn't even explode. It turns into fire. <laughs> yes, it, it transmutes into a chemical reaction. I, I was like, yes, this is everything we're looking for on this podcast. And then, uh, yeah. and then, Barry Van was like, oh my god. And then his partner just walks out. On, now, here's my question. Wouldn't his clothes catch fire? I understand he's... Why are the clothes immune? Because Shouldn't it they... would be a big hit on the insurance of this movie, and they probably don't have a lot of mo- money saying, to begin with. I, you know, it seems like there should be a flame he's like padding out or something. Or at least like scorched and smoking. I just like he was a little. He was a little like smoke coming off of his shoulders a when he's walking bit, out. A little bit, but the suit is intact. Like it's just. Yeah. I just think it's so funny that we we see it. Why well, they have their super suits on later when they get blown up in the van and they're fine. I guess those <laughs> yes. super suits are something like the Fantastic Four. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. I'm surprised one of them didn't turn to the other and say, "Or yellow." Suit. 
spandex. Oh, it, it's, it's <laughs> you know, the, the X-Men movie is still seven years out, but these are proto-singer X-Men costumes. No, oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe it. I'm going like, man, they were ahead on the, the black leather outfits. Um, I, th I think these honestly go a little bit farther because they do have the, the head stockings with the cheek coverings for some yeah. reason. That well, was such a thing in 90s X-Men. It is, yeah, yeah, it is totally just aesthetics of 90s X-Men. I couldn't believe yeah. it when they put those outfits on. Uh, I yeah. am going like, and Marvel couldn't sue? I guess it's not. And, it's close All enough. of their guns are like extremely overwrought a la Cable and every oh, other 90s I mean, character who had like guns. Like I said, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't even need the director to be like, well, I was very inspired by the X-Men comics. No fucking shit, man. Yeah, those are, <laughs> I mean, right. Just look at, just go, uh, people go on IMDb and look at Mario Van People's gun on the poster. It's clearly a Desert Eagle, but it's been, there's stuff added to it and it's over-designed. Yeah, those mm -hmm. are the ones with like the laser. Right? Yeah, because they all have but guns they, with laser sights. And, and that's that laser sights are real, but the 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 mechanism, which I thought was so bizarre once again, because I'm going, well, this movie's not set in the future, but everybody's got like future guns. I mean, and again, yeah. that was just a thing straight up from '90s comic oh. books of like all the guns are huge, and what do they do? Who knows? This is, I mean, this Who guy cares? they're yeah. carrying cable guns in this thing. There's no question. Yeah. About yes. It. Yes. Uh, and I'm. If, and if a character again, was created by Rob Liefeld, they had guns like this character does. I was waiting mm -hmm. for executive consultant Rob Liefeld uh, credit <laughs> in this thing, man. Uh, but once again, if any, please don't take that as a complaint. I am here for it, man. There mm, is a part of yeah. it. This is always something I argue with a friend of the show and, and Monsters co-host Brendan Jones, which is he he's a bit older than us but i'm going like dude there is a part of me that is into those 90s comics because i grew up with them sure i realize they're ridiculous mm. but i can get into pouches and stupid future guns there's there's a nostalgia there. there's a nostalgia yeah, sure. i recognize it's it's far from the height of the medium but oh, yeah. there is a part of me that's like i mean i am a cable fan and stuff like that because there is a part that's still like fuck yeah future cyborg with a big gun uh, I love it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so his partner's totally fine after uh, a motorcycle turned into fire somehow. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Uh, oh, by the way, I had it written down that it was a donut shop that they were arguing with the guy about when the shooting. Oh, started. oh, you're right. It, because, it was a donut because they're shop, cops. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Do you guys? Okay. Did you guys that get? The, it's very subtle. They're cops. <laughs> oh man okay wow it's, um, yeah so when they so go, when they crowd. go to the police but but i i do love this movie has like as as many of the cop character actors you can get once dean norris shows up and he <laughs> yeah. is and it's just like cop <laughs> dean is dean norris always a cop i think he is and also yes. he was one of the cops in lethal weapon too uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and here mm -hmm. he is just going, basically playing the same character, which is, I'm the other cop who's going to go, hey, how's it going? I'm kind of <laughs> not involved in the plot, but I'm going to have some back and forth with the main character. Uh, yeah. Dean is also a guy who, this is, you know, what? Probably almost 20 years, uh, a little, maybe like 18 to 20 years before Breaking Bad, and he's still 50 mm. years old somehow. Yeah, yeah, he's always kind of had the the shaved head. I'm settling into middle age at age 25. Look, <laughs> he's, mm -hmm. he's probably mm -hmm. in his 20s here, and yeah, he looks 48. Uh, when was he yeah. born? 63. So he's 30 yeah, this, in would, this. 
Yeah. He's 30 hmm. here, and he looks he easily looks 45 to 50. And he always Good was Lord. playing like, hey, I'm a cop who's just been on the force, you know? Yeah, uh, but yeah. I love it because number one, he's a good actor. But number two, it is just like he does just immediately read as cop. Well, <laughs> you know, he he found his niche. I mean, it's uh, it's it's given him a career for decades. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Dean Norris, man. Uh, I yeah, was we got bummed. Dean Norris, and we also have uh, uh, Willie C. Carpenter, who has shown up in a thousand things as the senior officer. Oh yeah, man! If you need a captain to yell at somebody about, God damn it! You wrecked half the city. Um, it's mm-hmm. this guy. <laughs> yeah, 100%. we saw Lisman. He's in one of our favorites, Hard Target, though. That's true. We do love Hard Target. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's a, talk about an actual John Woo movie. Um, but, yes, uh, but yeah. Yes. So these are the guys there, and uh, holy shit! It's uh, this is crazy. What's going on here? Because. Uh, I do like what what exact what is it that gets Mario Van Peebles the medal? That was the uh, the nightclub thing. Okay, That's what gives the, him the medal? It's it's yeah, which makes sense. But the way it's done is like this: that motorcycle chase happens, and then we see Mario Van Peebles getting a medal. I'm going wait for that. Oh no, wait! It's the thing earlier. It's kind of weird mm-hmm. editing. Yeah, yeah and it's also extremely strange because at that point in the film, his partner is back up and walking around. Why wouldn't he be getting a medal too? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, you all you did yeah. was get shot in an air vent, so. It, it feels like that medal <laughs> sequence should happen after his partner kills himself in the bar. Yeah. Or yeah. something. Or something before like the motorcycle. Because well, that's where we're getting yeah. to. We see the medal ceremony. Then we see the melting down of the silver dollar and uh, into... And then casting it into the bullet. Cool. I mean, being a monster movie fan, I always love the creation of a silver bullet. How did he know he was a? Oh yeah. I mean, he heard all the cougar sounds. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is true. He he knows something's going on with him. Sure. He then jumps to werewolf, and then jumps to oh, obviously the myth from movies and comic books of a silver bullet killing me will work he was so certain that the silver bullet would work that he brought the silver bullet i also with him to meet mario van peebles to kill him in front of mario van oh peebles. the guy is also a huge asshole because he really makes a meal out of his own suicide here like he really he forces the bar to be traumatized by watching like him very like himself. in front of his best friend also, and partner that's also, pretty fucked up holy shit movie this is a Usually there's, like, some implication that someone shot themselves. You see the gun go off in this guy's mouth. I don't know how they yeah. did this. They didn't it's, have digital I mean, technology, you know, but you fucking see the the flare of the gun in his mouth. Yeah, I'm wondering if it was, like, uh, brushed over the, the footage, you know yeah, what I mean? I, I, I should hope so, because otherwise, well, it couldn't be a real gun. It would kill this guy, even with well, blanks. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, even as we a, know, yeah, blank I'll guns are dangerous, even still. And, yeah, uh, yeah. There's the famous story of um, the guy who died on that TV show, fucking around and put the fake gun to his head and shot himself. Uh, right. Yeah. Don't yeah. Do that. Or that person that um, Alec Baldwin shot. Well, in that case, yeah. somebody stupidly put a real bullet in the gun. I don't know how that happened. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Or that, uh, Bruce Lee's son also Brand- died from. Brandon uh, Lee Brandon. died from a really like freak weird thing where a bullet got lodged in the barrel and then the blank shot it out. Yeah, which is yeah, crazy. very strange. Yeah, so there, there's a, so I don't know how they did this, but whatever it was, disturbing to see. 
It yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot for sure. And we uh, get another no from Mario Van Peebles. Get, of course. We do get another one because the first one was very good because he was shouting no while diving through the air I also, shooting two guns. What which was we the love. point? Oh yeah, while wow. <laughs> uh, leap through the air while shooting two guns. Um, mm-hmm. and shouting no. Yeah, you know. no. Yeah. Uh, Either shout no or villain. The, like those are the two things you have oh, to Oh, well, shout the out. best, I think our our favorite is still from Demolition Man, where Stallone, Demolition Man. When Stallone leaps out of the helicopter shouting, Phoenix! <laughs> <laughs> that's the best ever. Um, that is the, that's one of the best scenes in history of cinema. I'm sorry. Uh, the thing true. I was going to say yeah. is, what's with the, what's with the choice to make the person casting this over bullet a mystery? Because you just see hands making well, it, and you're not sure. Is the idea to make us think, oh, is someone hunting werewolves now? Yeah, because we still don't quite know what the whole werewolf deal is in this movie at this point. And even I was just like, wait, hold on. He was injected with some stuff that made him have beast powers for some reason. We're still unclear about the whole werewolf thing. So when you see the casting of the silver bullet, that is just using the audience's knowledge of werewolf mythology of what's going on in fact it's not until later that it's revealed that that silver bullet was cast by his partner to kill himself with right it was his and also if if you're watching the movie without any previous context like if you're just taking face you don't know it's a werewolf at this point right Right. yes conceivably yeah right we know it's a werewolf because we knew the basic gist of the film and, like, and throughout, I would say two thirds of this movie, I kept thinking, why did it have to be werewolf at all? It seems like it's just enhanced abilities. I don't, right. I didn't understand. I kept going, why this movie didn't need to invoke any werewolf imagery. Of course, it by the end they do justify it, which I was not mm-hmm. expecting. But mm-hmm. I did just keep thinking, like, it's weird that they chose to go with werewolf stuff because it seems yes. like it should just be like. Oh man, this gives you heightened strength and agility and stuff like that. That would be well. It right. could have very easily just been a simple Jekyll and Hyde thing, where like, oh, this yeah. gives you enhanced strength, yeah. but it also brings out your more like id and instinctual stuff, so you don't and, listen yeah. to your higher brain. And functions. Honestly, I think mm. that would be the A action picture. Like, if this was a Stallone movie, that would be what it is, and it's a little yeah. bit more grounded. Like, they have the sci-fi element of the enhanced thing, and it would lean harder into the drug aspect of it is what i think mm-hmm. but and it's... less into the wolverine oh my god the claws in this movie or it's not even knuckles it's like coming out of like it's coming like out of the knuckles. second knuckle on their finger yeah it's yeah, coming it's out of like very strange because they still yeah. have fingers under the claws because yes i'm sorry a it's werewolf, like freddy krueger a werewolf yeah. shooting yeah. a gun with the clawed hands is one of the greatest it's... images i've ever seen in my life and you can you can get an idea of what the clawed hands look like if you go to the poster um, yeah. on IMDb. There's also a uh, shot from the it looks like the VHS yes VHS uh, box cover yep. of the German version that really shows off the claws in the back cover. The back of the VHS mm. yes does have. <laughs> uh, it is basically Mario and people just going look at them claws. And yeah, they're coming out of the second knuckle. <laughs> on his finger so like you've got the knuckle attached to the base of your hand i don't know the names of all these bones but then the second knuckle down and that's where the claws come out of so you've still got like a little bit of a digit underneath the claw oh it's so weird <laughs> it's such a weird design uh, but mm-hmm. i'm i'm here for it 
It's a crazy movie. Uh, mm-hmm. So they tell him because all this trauma has been going on, you need to go talk to this guy, Guru, Adam Guru, because he's in uh-huh. charge of the, the what name. Did, what did they say? He's in, isn't he in charge of like the counseling of cops or something like that? Or yeah, the well-being like, of officers or something like that? Yeah, officer well-being uh chief or something did yeah. you guys see mm-hmm. this in the trivia what the word guru means yeah it means wolf uh and and in in middle french it specifically meant werewolf yeah well the the loup guru is an old oh. uh french oh. mythology that is well, where they... the werewolf like mythos comes from oh i know because because yeah. there are yeah. werewolf movies that lean into that well, and uh, I yeah. wanted to bring up the the plot you... of this movie is shockingly similar to the second Dresden Files book, mm. to ma- which makes me think that like, and obviously that book was written way after oh, the this Jim movie. Oh, the Jim Butcher saw this. Yeah, and went, mm. yeah. yeah. Well, because it, that book does have this plot where these FBI agents get werewolf powers, yeah. and it kind of like goes to their head, and they take things too far. I mean. I, I'm honestly good on Jim Butcher if he saw this and thought, why well, could maybe kind of take that in a better way or like flesh that well, out? Yeah. And, yeah. and that also, that book also does the thing where it's like, okay, there are different kinds of werewolves and we're going to deal with all of them. So we've got the Luguru, which is like the super big monster wolf yeah. thing. You've got the like what's called Hexenwolfen, which are like people that can have magic belts that turn them into wolves. Then you've got the lycanthropes, <laughs> who are people that just like access primordial wolf spirits to give them berserker powers. Mm, yeah. Gotcha. And you have all of these different factions of werefolk kind of battling in Dresden in the middle of it going, what the fuck is going on? But like- is there wolf juice? That's my question. Wolf juice! <laughs> no, that is purely a full eclipse invention, and I'm mm. here for it. Okay. Come on, yeah. man. How is there not a well, that brown wolf drink juice called wolf juice? Uh, it's, it's viscous yellow wolf juice in most of the shots. Yeah, that's it's, true. It's yeah. piss colored. Let's be honest. Really, what it is? It's pretty <laughs> yeah. gross looking. Like piss color if you dr- if you uh, if you're very dehydrated and <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. It's like yeah. Uh, I'm in trouble here. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, let's see. So he goes to see Guru. Who is played by the mm. ever evil Bruce Payne? I mean, a guy who oh. just <laughs> screams "bad guy." He's oh, yeah. got a bad case of bad guy face and bad guy Shoot voice, and everything about it is just like, "Come in, sit down." Mm. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, <laughs> "No, I'm just worried about you, detective." Uh, <laughs> he goes, "You <laughs> should, you should join my support group for other traumatized officers." And the way he talks in this scene is just like, okay, either this is a group of werewolf cops or he's inviting him to become part of some kind of like ultra right wing cult of like extremist police officers. Dude, even Mm. when he goes to the meeting, the way these people are talking, it still could go either way. Because he goes there, he goes to this guy's insane mansion apartment. What the fuck is this thing? Uh, and I He's do... like, I've been saving up for a while. For... And by a while, I mean On centuries. A... Yes. <laughs> I'm 400 years old. Because, of course, that spoiler, that will be a thing that he will discover later. The guy's been alive for, like, hundreds of years. I, I think yeah. this is one of those scenarios where we have to, like, spoil the ending to retroactively, <laughs> yes. like, talk about what the, this guy's the deal is. The reveal at the end is that Guru is an actual real deal supernatural werewolf. And yeah. yes. he can inject people with 
I'm sorry. Is it his brain what is juice it? specifically? Yes. It is his it, brain juice because the line that <laughs> the line you love is the it, it, it's the it's the play on the anti-drug commercial. Yes, yes, is the great it may be the greatest. Well, it's up there because obviously there's the line. Uh, Do we even need you to ain't talk? lived until you got head from a vampire? Which but I, like, did that that didn't win last year? Did it? Did that win the shelfie? Could have. I, I actually don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, no, you know what? You know what won? Oh, it was, from fighting. Where did you learn to fight? Yeah, from fighting. From fighting. Yeah. yeah. No, That's this true. line. This is my brain. This is you on my brain. Any questions? Yeah. Uh, and and to and my re- response to that was yes. So many like, questions. Uh, an infinite number of questions. We're gonna be here all night with my questions. So yeah, he's 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 drawing like this yellow liquid from his brain. Yeah. And he's not even based, distilling it. He's no, just putting based, it in vials, based on yeah. based on uh, what that other. A uh, cop who is imprisoned who Guru kills later in the movie. Who, did you see who that um, was, Gurgoni? Uh-uh. Joseph, the makeup was covering it. Joseph Culp. Holy shit, really? That's Dr. Doom from the fucking Roger yeah. Corman. Yeah, that's who played that yeah. other werewolf. Huh. Yeah, man. Wow. We, we love that guy, actually. He is cinema's best Dr. Doom. He is. He is the best Doctor Doom that's ever been put to film. Joseph Culp. <laughs> Joseph Culp. Low, by the way, listen, Joseph Culp, son of Bob Culp, who we've talked about on this show. Have we? Who? Uh, what he was, was he? in Mercenary. Was he he's an old TV actor, but he's the he was he was in Mercenary, and he's the guy who we always talk about who refers to himself in the third person. When, oh, okay. Bo- when gotcha. Bob Culp okay. sets out to direct something, Bob Culp asks himself one question: What would Bob Culp do? <laughs> Uh, that that is a story from once again friend of the show Brendan Jones who saw the aforementioned Bob Culp do an intro to a movie he directed and did apparently talk like that. Wow! Great. Bob Culp's got to ask Bob Culp one question: What would Bob Culp do? Hmm. But but anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, what Joseph Culp says yeah. is that is whatever the yeah. the wolf juice is, yeah, uh, strips their glands and like forces this like permanent transformation. So my thought is the wolf juice that detective guru is with withdrawing from his own brain is some kind of like gland secretion that then he's like giving to these people it's gotta be Mm. right i mean that's the only thing that could possibly be that would fit exactly what you're saying it's it's got to be something along those lines uh by the way i thought joseph culp was good in this too he's a good actor Um, i mean he's got one scene but yeah it's but he's got one scene that's like his scene uh Mm. in crazy makeup once again um, so, to to rewind a little bit, yeah. So that's Guru's deal. That's the straight whole up thing werewolf that. Yeah. who's creating demi werewolves from mm-hmm. his brain that juice, he, the wolf that juice. he yes. will ensure all die before he leaves town. Also, how is no one putting together? <laughs> like, well, because no one has Mario Van Peebles is. He does, but it's before Mario Van Peebles. Nobody put like, oh, you came from Miami. What happened? To- oh, everybody under your command died. Well, that's. That's pretty irresponsible. But, but that's the thing is it's heavily implied that the command structure of this uh, police department is on board with what he's doing. Kind of. Because that, like the, the yeah. one our one angry captain character isn't. 
and he will eventually be unceremoniously murdered. <laughs> well, eventually, because, because it's mm. it's honestly it's on Guru, whose tactics raised to such insanity that nobody could back mm. him anymore. Like he, this guy is not playing it cool as a werewolf cop. Uh, no, <laughs> no, he's yeah, murdering. Not playing large... it cool as a werewolf cop. He's murdering. He's large literally murdering. Of in very Whole groups of people in very yeah. grand ways that he is then taking credit for. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like the whole like outside party that he slaughters, d- does nobody look at, at like the corpses and be like, there's a lot of like claw marks on the people. Like what <laughs> happened here? And like human sized teeth wounds bite marks yeah yeah exactly here's where we get some more of the oh go ahead granny well this is the bit where mario because to rewind to where we are in the movie mario van peebles shows up to the pax oh right luxury apartment in the sky (laughs) Mm -hmm. the wolf den if you will yeah the wolf den which is where we get introduced to this plethora of rando werewolf cops and also the female lead of the movie which is uh, Patsy Kensett. Patsy Kensett, yeah. Mel Gibson's love interest from Lethal Weapon 2. Right. That's why she looked familiar. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, lest we forget, even love can be a lethal weapon, Lisman. Um <laughs> Who has also been in 113 episodes of Emerald Dale Farm, 169 episodes of Holby City. Uh, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> to these name are. some... Oh, these are absolutely just daytime soap operas. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, yeah, I. I mean, okay. Look, she's not a great actress. I will say she's kind of the weak link here. You know, she's fine, but yeah, yeah I would agree. It's, 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 and, and, and also in Lethal Weapon too, I don't think she's like amazing in that either. It, you know, mm-hmm. she, she's yeah, she was okay. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, once again, um, but, uh, yeah, so she, she's here. And we also, you talk about other, uh, cop actors. Uh, this other guy, the cop with the gambling problem is, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Jason Beggy, Beggy, uh, who is, yeah. a, who is the star of, uh, NBC Chicago PD, mm. uh, which is, does it, I, I this guy always stands. I've never watched an episode of Chicago PD, but because uh, mm-hmm. the Chicago shows are just ridiculous to me, um, I'll stick with my Law and Order. Thank you. Uh, but... Well, hey John, lest we forget, he did play the exact same character in three episodes of Law and Order: Special Victims Unit. So this character transcends the franchise. Well, that's that true. It's all playing. under the Dick Wolf banner. There's no question about that. Yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, I did not. I actually did not remember that he does pop into the Law and Order universe. But uh, but the whole thing. I just, when that show premiered, they they had these insane billboards that stick in my memory, which were just like a close up of him in his leather jacket, and it's dashed out. But it basically said, "Not in my fucking city." Because mm. <laughs> his thing is just like I'm a cop on the. Now you want to talk about like legitimately problematic shit. That show seems to... I've never seen it, but once again, the whole attitude is just like, I will fuck you up, crime. And you're like, man, in today's climate? <laughs> the concept of crime. Yeah, get ready, because Chicago doesn't take this shit. You know, you're just like, boy, oh boy, I'm not sure that's the way to advertise a show anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
But hey, man, it's a different time. They've well, it's still on now because they've made 188 episodes of that thing. Jesus Christ! How many mm. fucking Chicago shows are there? There's at least three: Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Chicago Med, and they're are what? they all yeah. in the same universe? Yeah, and they are const- they they're like... constantly crossing over with each other. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. And then the, there was the failed one, Chicago, Chicago Justice. Okay. Oh, Chicago Justice. Yeah. yeah, it was the lawyer one. Yeah. Yeah. That one didn't go. Okay. For, I don't understand how one wouldn't go. Like, I don't understand the idea that if you watch the other three, you'd be like, yeah, I've had enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, is the bear part of the same universe? Yes, the, the show the bear. That, the, uh, the bear was originally called Chicago Food. Um, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then they went, you know, we're going to kind of go our own way with it. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah the, and, the and I believe Chicago. also the musical Chicago was part of the same cinematic. Well, that's how it's originated. That's the prequel. Yeah, that's where it started. Chicago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all the characters yeah, are okay. derived from that original musical. Right. Yeah, that my fucking city. <laughs> Crime doesn't stand in Chicago. Yeah, no. Uh. The cop blows away a criminal. He had it coming. Uh, he had it coming. Yeah. I swear cool. I saw a gun. Um, uh. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, so anyway, but just this is another guy who just reads cop once again. He's And, and yes. still is doing that every week on NBC now. Uh but his yeah. whole thing, yeah. Everybody here has had some kind of trauma. But they're also, you want to talk about problematic, they're all talking about, yeah, man, these fucking laws don't let us do what needs to be done. And mm-hmm. so immediately yes. he assumes what I would assume, RMP was goes, oh, so what is this? Some kind of vigilante bullshit? And goes, I'm not yes. cool with any of this. Especially, uh, you guys, like all these white cops sitting around going, yeah, this fucking scum of the city. And the one black guy being like, I'm going to go because this shit yeah. seems toxic. <laughs> well, because Detective Guru is like, wait till you see the demonstration. Then you'll <laughs> definitely sign up. And I like how he's, he sees them don Wolverine claws and like brutalize a, like a outside well, party. You just, just watch, and watch. they're like, this will get them to join for the sure. Lead, the lead up of this is so f- you have to imagine. We don't really see this, but the idea is like come with us on this demonstration they get in a van they put on crazy skin tight black <laughs> outfits with these head mm-hmm. pieces and crazy future mm-hmm. guns and then they go yes. here's a pair of night vision goggles we're gonna go over there you just watch what happens and then they also go, just don't ask too many questions when we all shoot up with some mysterious substance before we get that's this another off thing where he goes like <laughs> yeah, don't don't ask about that what i love too is is when he goes what the fuck is that and they're like what you don't take vitamins man <laughs> it's the flu vaccine yeah. don't you get it yeah don't you get a flu vaccine and I just like, ah! up to this point Mario Van Peebles is so just like any of us would be like yeah I don't think I want any part of this shit man this I, seems I do really appreciate bad. how realistically he's behaving in and all actually, this what the fuck continuing throughout the movie he could he to be fair uh, Werewolfery, as as once was mentioned in one of the monster movies we watched over on Meet the Monsters, mm-hmm. we're still obsessed with the term werewolfery, uh, is mm. forced upon Van Peebles. To be yes. fair, it, he he consistently is like, no way, man. Because, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't care. Because, yeah, he watches through night vision goggles, which I, I do respect the... I Maybe it's a budget savings thing, but I actually thought it worked, is just seeing 
the killing from a distance through yeah. the binoculars mm-hmm. actually I thought was effective here. Um, mm-hmm. I actually think th- I mean this director this this movie's not poorly directed by once again oh, cable no. TV movie standards. It looks pretty good. There's a legitimately yeah. amazing shot later in the movie when he tries to stop the helicopter from taking off. Like yeah, I mean, that circling shot as he's like trying to crack shots off at the yeah. helicopter was awesome. Well, I mean, this and guy, you only see him when the spotlights cross him, I you mean, know, yeah. you you gunfire go off in the darkness. I mean, yeah, H- it's very cool. Hickox is a B director, but like, you know, Waxwork, Hellraiser 3, these are real deal horror movies that yeah they're they're mm-hmm. in the b arena but these aren't like utter shit that he's working on so yeah he yeah. he's a, he's a decent director who knows what he's doing uh well, unlike mm-hmm. most cinematography like at at worst what you should be aiming for is be uh totally bland and like don't draw attention to it right yeah it's just like right. the, the worst cinematography is going to be stuff that makes you go what the fuck why is it filmed that way the perfectly <laughs> average cinematography is just like okay i don't even notice the camera movements truly great cinematography is when you're just like oh shit that was a well-composed okay, shot so and i think this dips into the latter category a couple of times in this movie it does and, yeah and while i'm looking at the uh, you mentioned i'm looking at the dp on this thing I mean, this guy comes from he did the he was a DP on the Wonder Years. He shot the pilot of the 1990 Flash show. He did People mm-hmm. Under the Stairs with uh, Wes Craven. You know, uh, he goes cool. on to so like a, a long time working yeah. uh, director and a guy who'd yeah. done a lot of genre kind of stuff. So uh, uh, yeah. point of fact, she Sandy Sissel. Oh yeah, I just the 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 it just downloaded the picture, or whatever. I just that, that fine. Yeah, awesome, and also. Uh, was in the camera department, wasn't the cinematographer, but worked in the camera department of Master and Commander, a gorgeous oh, film. Yeah. Stunning Sweet. movie. Oh, so, I mean, once cool. again, yeah, she is, as as you're saying, Lisman, just an experienced, and yeah, it does feel like this is a movie that doesn't have a lot of money, but there's a couple points that they chose to go, yeah, we can go kind of cinematic with this shot. Yeah, that hell. I thought the same thing about the helicopter shot where I go, hey, that looks like a big movie shot. Like that being like it a does, movie. yeah. And we're not used to that on this show. I couldn't. I mean, no. I couldn't believe there was a helicopter in motion in this. Movie. I know that's yes. so rare yes. in an action shot. I'm like, oh my god, they paid to fly a that, helicopter. Any and it's not stock of- footage at oh, all. It's <laughs> real and it looked good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. So they go and just fucking massacred these drug dealers. And we're told mm. it is, yeah, like a a, a a dinner party for a bunch of gangsters that they map. It's very, it's very, it's very Punisher kind of murder to just like show up where the mm. mob is and start killing people. Uh, also, might... you got to assume that some of those are just like spouses and kids that don't have anything to do. Hey, sure. man, and they're it all didn't in look the like game. they were leaving the catering staff alive either. So, oh, leave no witnesses. <laughs> no witnesses. Man, leave no witnesses. Exactly. But hey, man, mm. they're all in the game. <laughs> oh, yeah well the, the game does not account for werewolves all right no yeah uh and then uh, yeah the rules, i okay. also love the idea that he would see this and go oh i gotta get involved in this <laughs> yeah right. that looks like something i want to be part of oh my god but he, yeah he plays it cool he goes i'll get back to you yeah. <laughs> let have my people yes. call your people we'll see mm-hmm. if we can reach some kind and, of thing and this is the part where i feel like the movie establishes what the like the the police 
like district is kind of endorsing this behavior because he does go and tell his captain like hey some yes. real weird shit is going on yeah <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, Lieutenant Guru there? Yeah, I watched him and his friends tear apart a bunch of people last night. Th that's not cool, right? That's illegal, right? Right. And yeah. the guy well, he, is he's at least a little bit cool because he's just like, they pump themselves full of something and... I could barely believe my eyes. They turned into like roided up monsters. Yeah. I didn't see everything, but it's like and really the, fucked up and I think they should be reported. The captain's attitude mm -hmm. is, hey, mind your business, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just, well, cause he's just like, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Why are you? But then also like, goes, oh yeah. And you've been transferred to Guru's unit. So congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, Clearly, whatever he's doing and, like, the the backlog of corpses Guru has left in his wake <laughs> across all of these different cities yeah. is yeah. not as big of a concern as the imaginary rates of crime in this well, version of L.A. It does feel it's... a little like the thing where they're just like, the, the crime rate's so bad, all right, we've got to choose unconventional tactics. Green light yes. Guru's program, you know, or whatever, like... Mm -hmm. It's worked I mean, in, what did he say? Miami, Denver, yeah. and Boston? Yeah. I guess, except for, once again, all of those special units are dead, apparently. Nobody <laughs> bothered to look into, well, it did reduce the crime rate, but it killed the entire team doing it. <laughs> well, mean, it worked out, the man. The needs of the many. I yeah. don't know, John. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I need six officers. They'll all die, but your crime rate will come down. I can live with that. <laughs> it just, it's well, crazy and the me. truly fucked up part is what we learn is that Guru is the one who kills them all at the yeah. end of every well, talk, like of talk successful about, operation. Because talk about no witnesses, man. They can't know mm -hmm. about the werewolves. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I kind of wish in a bigger movie or like a comic book would probably do this. Like I wish the the LAPD was just fully in on the werewolf part of the plan. That would really, right. if they're just like, Hey man, or it's like, we don't want to know. We've seen some shit and we're just turning our heads. I didn't mm -hmm. see. Yes. Did you see a wolf man? I didn't see any wolf man. Yeah. Know. Maybe, maybe if it was a comic, there'd be more space uh, for that kind of narrative. You yeah, know, to, I, to I, I do think, like, I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine. Because this movie's lean. This movie this is movie pretty is lean. lean. I mean, that is the thing where it's like, uh, yeah, it does. It works to its benefit in terms of an yes. action shelf movie in that it races yes. into insanity. But there probably is a mm. slightly better version of this that could more slow roll this stuff and actually yeah. get into yeah. the mythos more. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I can't point. imagine this would cost anything to get the rights to. Uh, so somebody should do a comic book of this idea, at least. Oh, and yeah. obviously the the continuation thereof of like, oh, well, the criminals have figured out they're up against werewolves. We need to escalate. Time to get some mob mm -hmm. vampires in here oh to fight gosh. the cop werewolves. We watched, uh, <laughs> yes. on, uh, just, we just recently did an episode of Meet the Monsters where we watched a, a, a vampire mobster movie. So nice. get that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. You come to me on the day of my daughter's. <laughs> uh, uh oh! Now that the, uh, the these they figured this out, we got some Frankenstein drug dealers on the rise. Oh, no, no, no! It's the invasion of the Egyptian mob and their mummies. Mm, there we go. There we go. <laughs> we just got in from Cairo. 
Uh, <laughs> Are there any good guys in this universe? I, I feel like no. <laughs> no. Werewolf cops, vampire gangsters, mummies trying to take over the city. Yeah, it's crazy talk. Uh, mm -hmm. You get people raising the dead. There's an army of zombies running around. Dude, this is a great idea, actually. And caught in the mm -hmm. middle of it is district attorney Alex Van Helsing. <laughs> yes! I was just, <laughs> I was just about to say. City of monsters. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna God, it writes this. itself. I, I mean, this is that's this. No, it really does. I've got to stop coming up with ideas. I've got to stop. Like, I have too many monster comic things going. Uh, there's too. It's there's just so much potential in it. All right, so. Mm -hmm. uh, oh my God. Okay. I so, just want like a swamp thing, like a like a swamp thing. Uh, you know, down in the thing down down in like the. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, okay, so let's see. Uh, then we go to one of the guy's weddings. Oh, my God. Yes. This scene is fucking nuts. Well, it yeah. establishes something from earlier where when his partner came into the bar and decides to kill himself, he leads that conversation with, I'm leaving my wife yeah. slash fiance. And yes. I'm doing this for her protection. And then, then I'm also doing this for everyone else's protection. Bang, I've killed myself. Yeah, I, 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 don't, right. I, I don't know that you need to say you were leaving your wife if you then blow your brains out like a minute right. later. Seems like Seems that's pretty implied. evident. Yeah. Yeah. I'm leaving my mm -hmm. wife like this. <laughs> Jesus yeah, Christ. Exactly. Um, but no, yeah, so yeah. here the guy, we see him like he's tweaking up here man as he's listening to the vows at the wedding well and all you know, i love could... all the werewolf cops are like front front row at the wedding yes well this is a classic uh cult behavior you know mm -hmm. uh you need to drive a wedge in between members and other people who might like help bring them out well, that's, of that organization. That's something you know. If you were to expand this to a longer form, getting more into the cult mentality of this work, because they they want to yes. build the pack mentality, and there's a hint of that yes. cult. But uh, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, once again, but yeah, they don't. Cool. They can't quite. There's not enough time to like fully get into. Right. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. You can't. You know. Yeah, no. It's still got to be a ninety-minute like B movie. So I do. Yeah. He's just like, yes. I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. I cannot do this. And he really makes a yes. meal out of storming out of there. Yeah. Uh, well, he did murder a bunch of people the night before <laughs> with his wolf claws. So yeah. I. But I. But and and I like it's uh it's Patsy Kenseth's character Casey who's like he did the right thing. <laughs> I think he, yeah, that was a good call. I I just think it's so crazy that she wasn't asked to well I don't know when when like sex scene happens in, in the, the narrative next, it's I don't the know. next scene there actually yeah yeah okay because like the fact that it's revealed that she wasn't asked to sleep with him I thought that was a tactic to bring to bring Mario Van Peebles in oftentimes cults will do that where they're Instead like it's, use it's, sex as but, a but another cult thing tool. is the possessive nature of the women in the cult yes so there's yes it, it's that still, is also true it still does sort of thing where it's like she's mine yeah Ye yes and but it, it it does seem like she's very much trying to recruit them people well, well. well yeah but she even goes and says to guru later hey you told me to get him on board with us no matter what it took and so i yes. did that I didn't at least that's what she's sex. telling herself in terms of why she sleeps she, with him in the next but scene. she also is right. kind of the one who 
maybe is on board with the werewolf stuff, but not as on board with Guru, it seems like. She's kind of ill-defined, I will say, in the script. Yes. Yeah. Because she's yes. meant to be sympathetic and like, well, maybe we can... I love what I'm about to say is so maybe we can use these werewolf powers for good. Really? We, mm -hmm. but I don't know that we should be following that guy, you know? Uh, mm, yeah. Even though he is the source of our werewolfery. Cause um, yeah, we have a uh, officer Perez where he just like, yeah, like you said, freaks out and leaves his own wedding it, at the I altar. I think there's a moment where he's like, mm -hmm. don't stand up, dad. I know what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> I, think I, I was a, literally like, just. I see it, Dad. You're gonna bit. say something. Don't do it. Uh. <laughs> I was I was looking this up to see if the timeline matches up, and it absolutely does. This would be about the time when steroid usage was like a big deal in news oh. and in terms of yeah. when it was like the term "roid rage" was popularized a couple of years before this. Somebody even and... says steroids at some point in the movie. Or yeah. juicy. Yeah. There was some of it. Yeah, no, this definitely was, and especially in, like, uh, sports. Um, well, because the whole Mark yeah. McGuire scandal would happen a few years after this. and yeah. um, Jose Canseco and Barry Bonds. Yeah, yeah, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. All those traitors to the game. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I, do, I still can't believe uh, Alex Rodriguez is in the Hall of Fame, but I'm not here to start yelling about that anymore. Uh, <laughs> but he, he's a fucking cheater, uh, and we all know it. Um, different podcast, John. Different yeah, podcast. The sports mm -hmm. podcast I don't have, um, <laughs> where I just scream about Yankees. <laughs> fucking Yankees, man. Um, okay. Because, yeah, literally the next scene is uh, – Patsy Kensett kind of seducing Mario Van Peebles with wolf sexiness. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. the, the sex scene that like gets close to it's weird because this is an HBO movie it gets close to like softcore porn but then kind of just veers away it's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's not it's, as... It's graphic, big. but oddly short and kind of cuts out sooner than I expected. Weren't you... I it's was Showtime, waiting... not Cinemax. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Which is, it's HBO. Exactly, yes. It's HBO. Uh, it's HBO? It's, yeah, it, 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 <laughs> yeah. It's just interesting because I was like, hmm, odd restraint from one of these things. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I mean, it's still... It get, it, it definitely gets into... But they, they he the director really wants to play it more as the animalistic nature of the sex than the, like, it's hot, hot, hot stuff, per se. It's well, to the to point where we even have her, like, going mid-transformation during <laughs> the sex. Yeah, the so you see, like, yeah. when she's gripping the couch and her claws are coming out, and you see her fangs coming out as she's moaning, and it turns into this weird psychosexual situation where it's like, are we equating being a werewolf to having a continual orgasm? I think we are. Sign I, me up. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it, well, it makes it it makes everything better. You yeah, know? it's yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like you don't a, want it, none of this. Yeah, Mario like, and it also violence better. It makes it yeah. makes both. Yeah, uh, very very yeah. But uh, so the um, yeah, we 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 get that, uh, and then she's like, okay, so now that we've uh, gotten down, uh, do you uh. Do you want to take some of this? And he does another two separate uh, jokes about drug PSAs because he goes, I think I'm going to have to just say no. Well, and I actually really do like his line here as he's leaving when he says, I don't mind you asking, just respect my answer. Yeah. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, wow, that's a, a surprisingly mature take on drug use. It is. And yeah. I was really yeah. surprised, though, that the NBC's The More You Know logo came up after he said that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was unexpected for sure. Uh, and so but, then she just uh, shoots yeah. him in the chest. <laughs> yeah, well, then we leap straight to, well, if you're not going to take this drug willingly, I'm going to force you to take it by murdering you. She shoots him in yeah, the, the chest. Yeah, the then... first of many times where he's forcibly drugged. Yeah. Uh, Cause he gets, yeah. she gets, she, she shoots him in the chest, and then does the a very creepy like, shh, shh it's gonna be okay. Just, just <laughs> embrace the serum now. Here we go. There Doesn't is... she drink some of it as well? Well, she does that before they have sex. Yeah. Um, yes. Which I did think yes. that that confused me when she did that because I'm going, well, do you drink it or do you inject it? You can't. It wouldn't be both. I don't understand. Well, she, it she is like both. That's how wolf it. juice works. <laughs> yeah. However, John, it gets you in don't your know system. how wolf juice works. Okay, wolf let juice! me break this down. Um, uh, on a chemical like, level, uh, no. l- like most drugs, you can ingest it in several different ways. Obviously, if these people were really thinking above and beyond, they'd be smoking that shit. But we're not quite there yet. Oh my god, yet. I would have mm. killed to see somebody pouring wolf juice into a bong in this movie. <laughs> I would have killed to have seen like that. Like hashish oil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It's like. <laughs> that's good (laughs) shit right there man oh my god god damn that would have been funny it's a suppository you know Um. oh god well when the actually there's the there's the thing is people are getting high on just small dose it's like mutant growth hormone or something like that in the in the x-men comics right even more Mm -hmm. but like something like that would eventually be the thing right where people are like micro dosing wolf juice you just have little like I'm tabs s- you put on your tongue. Yeah. Mm. I'm so sad nobody fell into a vat of wolf juice at any point in this movie. <laughs> oh my god, that you know? that should have been how this scene happens. Actually, is like you don't want it. Well, too bad, and they push him off a thing into a vat of it. <laughs> and then you, well, because then you could really do the Wolverine thing and have him explode up out of it with the claws and be like, ah. No, instead we get this like very explicit. This whole next chunk of the film is really rapey uh and it made me pretty uncomfortable what yeah not great (laughs) no but i i i think i did write down in my notes not an action shelf movie without a rape scene so um well not only the explicit like uh sexual assault but this part where she's turning him Mm -hmm. into a werewolf where she mounts him and injects him and it's just like shush 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 shush. let it just happen let it just happen is is very like whoa i don't know what's happening here anymore it's so viscerally disturbing to watch yeah 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 yeah. as he is penetrated with this injection right like it is sort of like he is forced of yeah uh, I mean, it, then, it, like the her same... ins- insistence that like, no, don't worry, you'll enjoy it. Like yeah, it's saying, very upsetting. If, yes. if, the, if the drug parallel is there, imagine this in like a drama where somebody's forcibly being shot up with heroin or something like that. That would yeah. be yeah. utterly disturbing to watch. Um, yes. Like yeah. and, and this character is supposed to be sympathetic, which again, if yeah. if she was being manipulated to behave this way, it's like, no, this is for the betterment of mankind. I mean, like I, the, the, that would be movie, interesting. I think that's what they think they're doing. The movie just doesn't because it is, she is doing it. But she doesn't orders. have any realization. No. She doesn't have any re- moment of like, Oh no, I've, no, I, once I've again, been lied I think to this whole fucking time. She's, she's already hesitant, even though she's, she, she does, but, somebody. 
she has that moment, but then it is immediately followed up by she's dead. So we don't have any time to I guess, really reflect I guess on true. that. Welcome to the action yeah. shelf, man. Women aren't going to survive very long in these movies. Uh, uh, yeah. No. yeah, no. <laughs> There's a lady. She going to die. Uh, because yeah. we then like have him. Uh, Max Dyer goes through his first transformation and you see him kind of wolfing out. He gets the weird bumpy forehead from Buffy the Vampire. He gets his Wolverine mm -hmm. claws and now she's like, okay, now that you've had your first dose, we need to go kill a lot of people. Let's go do that right and now. And so they just drive to the ghetto until they find a drug lab. Boy. <laughs> Right there. By the way, which one's the drug lab? Oh, the one with the steel door mounted on it is probably the... Yeah, that's probably it. Uh, and I like the, the ghetto kid who's like, are you going to do something about the house with the drugs? And they goes, you don't it's stand like, a chance. Can I take your keys? Yeah. Because you're going to like, die. It's like, you're clearly going to die. Yeah. Yeah. But then yeah. Patsy Kensit just peeling open this metal door. Now, I feel like mm -hmm. we are back on the green mile with that effect, Gurgoni. That, yeah, that was pretty Hulk. 70s Incredible yeah. Hulk thing. And then I love the approach of what we're going to do is we're going to bust in, roar mm -hmm. and bear our claws, then just take as many fucking bullets as they shoot at us. And then when they're out of ammo, we murder the shit out of them. I mean, if you've got a healing factor, that's not the worst strategy. Because that in the is world. what they do here. But then I do love, because we saw earlier, they were pretty much just tearing people apart at that first thing. Yes. Here, they're now packing yes. heat, too. And werewolf shooting yes. guns is maybe my favorite thing in cinema now. Yeah. If yeah. this movie didn't do that, it would be it would have been a letdown. It really, well, because a werewolf shooting a as gun. As we're talking about, is, they still have great. the fingers. With the claws, so you've got Mario Van Peebles firing guns while these big claws extend out over them, and it's pretty fucking hilarious. I'm sad he never, like, stuck his claws in somebody and then fired the gun, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, pretty sure Wolverine I'm has sad done that, that so uh, that's what That you makes mean. sense, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it is always crazy when Wolverine has guns in the comics, you know? Yeah. Uh, kids, just go read Wolverine comics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're good. They're good, good for you. I grew up reading them, and I turned out, you know, okay. Uh, <laughs> Relatively and, speaking. Yeah, and so this is more slow motion gunfighting. We're doing John Woo. There's not as much diving mm -hmm. here because you get the sense like, well, we with the makeup, we can't have him move around too much. I will right. say. And also, you don't need to avoid bullets, so you don't need to die. That's true. You know? It's true. Uh, I will say it is clear where they are being like, look, we can only get the makeup in the movie like three or four times. You can only get a few werewolf yes. scenes. We got to pace this yes. stuff out for budget, you know? Uh, you talked about squib work earlier. There's some great oh, bits here where you've got like drug lab equipment exploding and the backs of people's shirts just annihilating as they're I in mean, theory being shot. This feels yes. like the, the lower version of the RoboCop drug lab gunfight. Once again, you talk about them borrowing stuff, which is very much the same mm. idea where like stuff is being shot and drugs are going, you're know, spraying up into the air, the powder mm -hmm. of it and stuff like mm -hmm. that. 
Yeah. Um, Robocop is kind of the better version of this movie. It, it, it just, yeah. Uh, in terms and of see, like, John, this is where we differ because you like the science fiction more and I like the fantasy more. So you if we, if it's Robocop plus werewolf, like, I don't know what to you tell you here. You can't say this is a better movie than Robocop. You're I'm not saying it's movie. a better movie than Robocop. I'm saying I like it more than Robocop. That's still crazy talk, but yeah. But you are talking <laughs> to somebody. Robocop is a top 10 all time movie for me. I love RoboCop so much. Uh, so, I, I can differentiate between I know it's a better film, but I enjoy werewolves with guns more than robot cops. The movie should just be called. I mean, we were talking about the title. It should just be called Werewolf with Guns. Come on, man. Werewolf. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, there is yeah. Wolf Cop is a movie. That's yeah. true. There is a Wolf Cop. Yeah. Now, we wouldn't do that on here because that is trying to be Arch. That wouldn't yes. count as yeah. an action shelf movie. It's not sincere enough. This that's the thing, yeah. that's what makes this movie. This is trying to play total sincere badass action. Oh yes. This is yes. never it in is on one hundred percent sincere. That's why there yeah. are things where I'm going, Well, they've they've gotta know that that's like a joke, right? But the thing is, maybe they do, the movie won't tell you. Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's what elevates it, right? Yeah, though? That, no, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. yes. if because as soon as yeah. as soon as they're in on the joke, that's when I lose interest. But it is the yeah. total sincerity of this movie and the performances. So now oh, there's we, an earnestness for sure, yeah. We finally get up to the mob boss now, because I guess the ruining of this drug lab is the final straw, and he's like fifty six minutes into the film, this character. I know, and I did think, wait a minute, is this the main bad guy? Of course Guru will end that- up truly being the but yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Is he? Is this guy just supposed to be a red? Oh, I guess. This- yeah, I guess he's just like a mobster. Like he's just a regular mob boss. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, he's it's not meant to set up that there is some kind of greater organization of crime in this place, yeah. and that they are aware of the weird monster cops that have been murdering everybody. <laughs> well, because I like he tells the guy, he tells this other guy, he goes, you go deal with Guru and his cops by whatever means necessary. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Also, this is a character named Teague, uh, yeah. played by Scott Pollan, who's yeah. just a working actor who's been in a thousand things. Yeah, he, he's, but, he looks yeah. familiar, but not from anything specifically. Yeah, uh, but his his response to the, the lower underling who comes to him going, they were a bunch of monster cops, and he just goes, yeah, we knew about them, but we just <laughs> hope they go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we will lay him low. Oh, my God. Did you see on Scott Pollan's uh, resume is another iconic werewolf movie, Teen Wolf? Yeah, I did see that. He's also in Teen Wolf, so uh, hmm. which is classic, a classic. Uh, not Teen Wolf Two. Um, so oh, uh, that's probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie when the captain comes to talk to Guru and he's just doing parallel bar gymnastics exercises for no reason. <laughs> Oh, mm-hmm. evil gymnastics routines is a staple of action shelf movies. Well, there's something so oh, funny about sure. a guy yeah, just definitely. having a conversation while he's like flipping around. He's like, "What is it, Captain?" <laughs> you know, and the captain's not like, "You have more lights in here? Yeah. Maybe it's pretty dark for some reason." <laughs> you know, he gets up. He's just he's toweling the sweat off. What can I do for you, Captain? Uh, <laughs> and and this is where he goes like, "Well, uh, you know." You've been wrecking a lot of the city, and we kind of want to see some, like, uh, tactile results of that. 
because you are mm. mainly causing chaos right now. And his whole thing yeah. is just like, well, that's what it takes. First, I have to burn your city down. Then crime can go away. But it takes... Well, <laughs> and this is also where Guru learns that some random drug house has been hit. And he, Guru didn't personally say it was okay to do that operation. Right, exactly. because yes, he needs to be in control of Pat. And so He's the alpha Yes, he is. Again, if you know anything about wolf science, is so. I mean, yes. uh, I I was fully expecting this movie to to dip in. Maybe it's a little uh, before that kind of caught on. Um, But I was fully expecting this movie. He uh, that kind of terminology. The 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 alpha aspect of it it, it works here because he is the only werewolf. Really, it is the werewolf, and then the. It's almost more. I mean. In some ways, this would have worked better as a vampire because it don't. I mean, it wouldn't because you wouldn't have the werewolf stuff in it. But it has the vampire logic of I'm the guy who sired these other werewolves, right? And therefore right, exactly. they should follow me. And that has a little bit more of the vampire. Mm-hmm. The vampire thing has a more inherent cult aspect to it when you talk about that, Lisbon. I feel like in horror yes. movies than werewolves. Well, I think it could have worked just as well with a vampire thing if you're talking about, well, I've used my supernatural biology to create with science something that is like me but lesser than so that I can have Mm -hmm. control over it. They're never going to go full furry werewolf monster thing, but they're going to go like monster enough that I have a team of super people, but I still remain superior. It's very, we've talked about cult stuff. It's very cult leader. It it is. I also, I really want to see this guy figuring out that his brain juices can make other werewolves. (laughs) Oh, and again, we're, we get this implication here because, yeah, uh, that ahead. this guy's been operating for, like you said, like 400 years. Yeah. And he has, mm-hmm. there is this long backstory of him going full mad alchemist to master his werewolf biology. I just, I want that montage scene where he's trying different stuff and he finally starts draining juice from his brain into vials and stuff like that. Well, like, it's him yeah. like caging himself up on the full moon to figure out what precisely is going off in his brain that triggers the transformation. And then he isolates that part of his brain that's causing it. And that way he tries to extract the juice to stop himself from being a werewolf. But that doesn't work. But then he still has the juice. And he's like, what can I do with this juice? I'll give it to this guy. Oh, now he's part werewolf. Interesting. I love the idea. So- I just love the idea of because the other scene I want is a werewolf filling out a notebook with like a pencil. Like the claws go, interesting. A werewolf in therapy. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see. No, you're you're saying like he has yeah. like a full scientist like yeah. uh, white yeah. doctor's jacket and like glasses and a stethoscope Maybe he's a, and like a uh, chalkboard with like formulas. Got a chalkboard. But he's like he's like clawing it in with you know wolf claws. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you must try your di- uh, I would act. I would love this guy's origin story. I would imagine he probably infected somebody at some point, so that they were full were- werewolf. Then killed them, dissected them to figure out where the gland was that he could Ooh, withdraw. You know what idea. I mean? Uh, there's yeah. an idea. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. So we get the scene where he confronts Patsy Kensett, and he's like, "What the? F- did you?" F- and, I mean, this. <laughs> He turns into De Niro from Raging Bull. Did you fuck him? Did you fuck him? Um, yeah. 
Yeah, because it. I mean, it is just. He's, she goes. Well, you said. Well, first she goes. I'm sorry. I shot him. He goes. Oh, that, I don't give a shit if you shot him. What? Who give? <laughs> I'm mad that you fucked him. Like. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it gets real gross, and then there's some sexual assault, uh, because he's yeah. like, you sure. only sleep with me because I'm the big wolf here. And here's here's the mm. kind of disgusting shit we watch on this show. This is pretty tame sexual assault. It is, it is but the yeah. beginnings of implication. There is not a, you know, we're going to, uh, th- as promised, we are going to get to those Death Wish movies, which are very disturbing. Um, I wish it would. <laughs> yeah. You got to get, I mean, it's the Death Wish movies are always like, well, you got to get past the graphic graphic rapes so you can get to the insane gunfights. Uh, but, right. Yeah. Those movies are of their time. And- yeah, that's when we hit this point in the movie. I was just like, oh, movie, this better be as gross as you get because I was like on board, but now you're losing me because science werewolves yeah. are boring to oh, me. Insane, and now we yeah. have a sexual assault I, I and I'm just, not really into it. So he uses claws yeah. to slash her face. And then we get this scene where he uh, pushes her bloody face down his chest. I, I was wondering I, about that. There's a lot of... And I couldn't figure out... Okay, it seems like this is going to be some sort of forced oral sex, but it also seems like he's somehow just enjoying the blood getting on his chest too. It's a weird scene. I don't. It's, know. it's weird. Gross. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. Yeah. I don't know what they're going for. Is I guess what I'm saying. There. You know, blood of- plus sexual think- assault equals it's all gross. I mean, this scene is meant to like really show us that whatever his motives, Guru is a bad. Dude. Well, I, was, I love the idea that it's like before this, I thought Guru was a good guy, but Nat, no, you know. <laughs> well, based on like the levels of violence we see in this crime fantasy LA, like some of his methods do seem justified well, at certain points man, in this film. It's quickly out of the only difference between him and Van Peeble is the werewolf. But the behavior <laughs> the, the behavior is still very similar. Why uh, Van Peebles does let the other guys shoot first, I guess. Yeah, Guru does have like a preemptive strike but mentality. They, of, but I'm gonna kill these people where they live first. I, I agree, Lisman. They are both dropping a lot of bodies. Like, <laughs> yes, it is still the yes. same result, which is a bunch of dead criminals, uh, yes. and not and a lot of dead actual... civilians as well. Caught... Well, yeah, caught in the crossfire. And I actually, one might argue that Guru's tactics lead to less dead civilians because they're a little bit more targeted. Now right. there was some discerning at the uh, lack of discerning at the uh, at that dinner maybe, but uh, you know, hey, if well, I attack them the, in their this, homes, there aren't bullets. This flying. next sequence they have with the team goes out and like butchers uh, this this crowd well, so they for- can send uh, a message. <laughs> First, we have to talk about the surprise party though, which is at the bar. Oh God. Which for the for about the first two minutes of it, I thought for sure was a dream sequence, <laughs> <laughs> because it's shot in this like the camera's kind of doing this wavy like whoa, and it's supposed to just be he's like tripping out. But when he comes yeah. in and it's a surprise party at the bar for his thirtieth birthday, and then when mm. they go, here's your silver medal, and they go to pin the silver medal, and it starts smoking. <laughs> <laughs> and why isn't anybody like? What the fuck was that? Because yeah, they were kind of like yeah. Go ahead. To reiterate, as uh, as Max Dyer is entering the scene, he is just coming down off of the high of being full on. I killed a bunch of people, werewolf. So he's still hopped Mm -hmm. up on wolf juice, and Mm. he's got the blood fever. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, mm. Yeah, so he's doing that, and yeah, and so so that that means the camera's doing this kind of like uh, ship on the ocean, drunk kind of view thing, which I thought, oh, is mm. that what? Because once the thing starts smoking, I thought that's so public that I'm a werewolf. Oh my god, this is like a, he's gonna burn up and then wake up. But instead, no, it's very nope. real. It well, especially real. when his wife, who has abandoned him at this point, yeah. shows up and said, oh, your friend said I should probably be here and I still love you. It felt very surreal. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then he immediately turns into like a monster. They start making out, but then he goes way too hard at it. Yeah, way too aggressive. Yeah. Um, and to, and, I'm, and then he's like, no. Yeah, I can't. I'll, part of me wants to tear you apart. Ah, well and that's the implication we get from all the other werewolf people is if you have a relationship with a normal person you will end up hurting them and you can't do that once you've gone full wolf yeah a normal person can't have werewolf sex no Uh, no yeah it's like that scene it's like that scene in jessica jones where cage and realize they both have superpowers and like oh we don't have to. We don't have to God, hold back. Right? I love that the, Jessica Jones. I still. I said the first season because the other two seasons. Uh, but that first. I kind of like the second season, but that first season is the my, the is the first favorite. season though is one of the we we always talk about how you know sex scenes are often unnecessary. That show uses sex scenes so well to convey character. I I really yes. applaud that show. Uh, yeah. for actually showing that in a in a way that matters and is important. Uh, yeah. So yes, when the pack comes into this party though, and they're all slow motion walking in formation, I this is so goddamn funny to me. And people are just like these fucking weirdos. What are they? They're the cool kids on the force. They're walking yeah. like they're the cool kids. Everyone else is looking at them. They're like they're the weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You got ne- Dean Norris going. These guys are cops. <laughs> and like the oh, wife and- is like looking between them and Mario Van Peebles. What is yeah. the connection here? Oh no! And He's in Mario Van Peebles is looking towards Patsy Kensett and Guru, being like, "Oh no, there's been a reestablishment of dominance here," Uh-oh. and it's all conveyed via expression, which I found so like, "Oh, this is a, a good take movie." You're not having any dialogue yeah. to clutter up the emotions here. Oh God, my estranged <laughs> wife and the girlfriend of my boss, who I definitely slept with last night. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's a werewolf cop to do? Uh, There's maybe a reason a lot of these people ended up on uh, soap operas. <laughs> yeah. And once again, yeah. that just like 90s butt rock, like, boom, ding, digga, digga, doom, digga, digga, doom. You mm-hmm. know, uh, the, the whole movie yeah. has this like, because uh, once again, it wants to do the Lethal Weapon like cool guitar as score, but it doesn't. Yes. It, it do- well, I mean, it just doesn't have Eric Clapton doing that like the Lethal Weapon movies do, which really adds yeah. a lot to those films. <laughs> Yeah, because you know Eric Clapton, he's pretty good at the guitar, I guess. He's, uh, you know, he's yeah. he's pretty. I think people like him. I don't know. And so then this is, but it it, it is this clickish thing where he's like, uh, "Hey, Dyer, let's roll," and he goes out with them. And they and, kind of they then, kind of kidnap. They grab him and drag. Yeah, his own day party. And then I think is that the captain guy just goes, "Well, I guess that was some party." like he is like we went to all this work and then he just leaves with his new cool friends (laughs) 
Dean Norris is like, also, I thought we were best pals. Also, we don't cut back to any sort of reaction from his wife as he's dragged away. No, nope. this movie could give a shit about this woman. Really, it really just so much weirder considering how it all ends. It's so yeah. weird, and also it's such a a monster movie thing would be to have her have them together and have her going, what is happening to you? Instead, yeah. she was mm-hmm. just upset about the police work making him weird. We never mm-hmm. get the like, and what's become of you, you know? Yeah, why are you behaving this? Yeah. No, we have not We have implicit I've joined in this ritual at the end of this I, movie. So weird. I, I can't help but notice, but when you do things, I, I can hear the sound of a... <laughs> and it's very... <laughs> Uh, I don't know where it's coming from. So they they suit up because they're gonna they're gonna go to work. But when they get in their van and start the engine, it explodes, and (laughs) it explodes. And the the I love these mobsters going like, "Yep, we did that. Mm -hmm. That sure was a good explosion, boss. Great job, boss. Yeah." And they're, and they're, it's a and good he, thing I get that big black bomb with that long fuse underneath their car. Boy, I hope my white and black striped shirt comes back from the dry cleaner soon. Yeah, they they, they, they use the same bomb Batman was running around that dock with in the yeah. Adam West movie. Uh, yeah, it, uh-huh. it, it, no, it, it does. And I just and that they they watch from their cars it explodes. Then for reasons I don't fully understand, they walk down to the smoldering thing. So they can just admire more, admire it more. Like I think they yeah. wanted to literally look at the bodies as they were. A boss, well, boss I said to get some photos of scorched corpses. And and, and Jackie Noni's bought the marshmallows, so you know we're gonna have a toast. Oh cl- no! Oh but, yeah! The casting notes for this said Goombas wanted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just came down the block from auditioning for the new Scorsese movie, but yeah, we'll be in this werewolf thing. Uh, <laughs> sure. We got we got five years before there's a Sopranos show to employ us. So, uh, <laughs> do you guys need some? Like, but once again, they are like East Coast mobsters. I why? Yeah. yeah. This is L.A. and the guys are still going like, oh God, buku, you know, like. Because uh, <laughs> mobsters only come in one flavor. Yeah, it is like for some reason, yeah. they're Jersey, but they're Jersey Italian mobsters going, yeah, we done blew them cops up real good. Uh, the the marinara flows deep regardless of which coast you're on. And then of course mm. they're still alive, and it's like gabagoo. Uh, yeah, as these on fire exploded werewolf cops burst from the wreckage to slaughter these men. Yeah, we we just so see like them come... walks dramatically from the flame. We just you know? see them come at them. We don't see them slaughter because we cut back to the mob boss's house, and all of a sudden, there's a helicopter just above this guy, and he's like, "The fuck, and John?" Then... As the scene started, I'm like, "Bodies better fall through that skylight." And by God, this movie delivered. They, I was they, so the happy. The corpses of his men rain from the sky <laughs> through the skylight. It's so good. With a note attached. With a threatening note. What does the note say? It's something like, uh, back off, or this is just the it's, start. You're next, love, LAPD. That, that, I couldn't yeah. remember what the note said, but I <laughs> distinctly remember yeah. the... Yeah. yeah, I think it is something like, your move next, or something. Love, LAPD. <laughs> Ballsy. Like, I know, it is like, this is the thing where it's like, are you guys cool with Guru using 
crazy mob tactics and then not L- lieutenant guru but specifically yeah the organization that is the los angeles police department is backing this play who piloted the helicopter was well, it one of gurus i don't know because who's flying uh, it later somebody now, piloted it sh- the uh, the other uh oh do they put paula marsh werewolf pilots it later so okay Man, okay so we're led to a... believe because i'm just i like the idea of just a like helicopter pilot being like now what are we doing? We're dropping <laughs> bodies into a building hey, from uh, a helicopter. Hey, Lieutenant, why are you loading uh, loading those corpses into the those ripped apart <laughs> corpses into the helicopter? I don't understand this. Yeah, uh, that seems suspect. I just love the idea that the Guru has just carte blanche to use the police helicopter whenever he wants. I guess so. It's yeah, just like, I mean, yeah, it does based on later. I know it's it's yeah. so, but it's just like it's so expensive to fuel this thing up and send it out yeah. there. Like the the I mean, <laughs> L.A. police use the helicopter for like finding cars and traffic and shit. And he's just like, yeah, yes. I'm gonna need that for about an hour tonight. And they're like, whatever you want, man. Yeah, no questions fair, asked. Don't worry about it. He he tries to return the exploded van and he has to request a new vehicle so oh god that <laughs> that's is that's so good. one of my favorite scenes too they come in all scorched and he's just holding the steering wheel of the exploded van <laughs> slaps it down on the table and goes we're gonna need a oh. new vehicle <laughs> so good and basically it's so good from here, from the dropping of the bodies in that scene, he is a total psychopath to the end of the movie. Yeah. Yes. Like, and from this point on, I'm like, I, bo- I would be okay if this movie 14 hours longer than it already is because, well, because I love it. Right before this, when we talk about the, the stuff in the bar and that rape yeah. scene, I'm going like, that was where I was starting to lose interest in the movie. Going like, yes. if this is going to yes. turn into a battle over Patsy Kensett between these two yeah. guys, that's boring. But then once this yeah. stuff started happening, I'm like, you have me back, movie. And yes, <laughs> no, I agree, Lisman. Before they even get into the werewolf stuff, I was on board for Guru's War Against the Mob for like six <laughs> seasons of television. Because if it's just him doing crazy murders of mobsters, I am here for yes. it all day. Yes. And, and as definitely. they're coming back into the police station, you say they're like burned and charred. I don't think that quite gives the idea of, so there's this thing in comic books where as a superhero is fighting for their lives, their costumes are like regularly torn in provocative mm-hmm. and like yeah. risque if ways. Ever, if you've ever seen mm-hmm. the, the way an action figure be described as the battle damaged version of a character. Is is yeah. how mm-hmm. battle damage Spider Man. Uh, th- uh, the end of the first Spider Man is a good. Uh, the what Tobey Maguire's yeah, yeah. costume is a great indication yes. of that. Yeah, but in X Men yeah. specifically, it would constantly happen to Rogue and Storm and all mm-hmm. of the attractive female X Men. Go figure. When they come into the police station in their again, they're wearing these weird superhero like black leotards with armor plating bits and pouches that are now artfully torn and charred in certain <laughs> places. I'm like, holy shit, they're just stealing Liefeld drawings and I mean, slapping yep. them on characters. They like, like fully. I said, it, it is it, it is I'm glad the guy acknowledged that he was inspired by the X-Men because my God, it is it is clear where he is. Uh, not in any kind of good way necessarily it's purely aesthetic like not in terms of like the moral messaging of the x-men or the things that make x-men actually like great it's just yeah. the like 90s badassery of the images that he's taken 
Um, it's a real yeah. Zack Snyder comic book read. Um, where it's just like, I just like the aesthetics of what looks badass. Um, right. Uh, by the way, Zack Snyder for Full Eclipse remake. I'm here all day for it, man. That would be a perfect oh. use of his filmmaking skills. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he would make it two hours, 45 minutes. Uh, I mean, I do kind of want a mini you know, like a like a eight episode minis. Yeah, listen, I, was, I, I think that I, would be I great. Think, I think you and I could write this because I don't think it would take a whole lot of money to get the rights to this. Probably <laughs> not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just I want to make a full on cult like storyline, but with werewolves. Yeah, uh, yeah. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, think... So let's see. So yes, yeah, so <laughs> at this point, we're we haven't even gotten to the big werewolf reveal. And the movie's already reached what we thought nope. would be peak insanity. Well, because uh, yeah. that's what happens next is we get uh, Max Dyer is put on the trail of this by one of the desk sergeants being like, hey, Dyer, there's some weirdo in the holding cell downstairs who wants to talk to you. And then Joseph Colt goes for his Emmy because it's all like <laughs> the way the moonlight is on him. He's not looking at Mario Van Peebles. He's got this crazy thing. He's just like, I was once a werewolf cop. Like, <laughs> Oh, he's Ron Perlman from the Beauty and the Beast TV show yeah. for days. <laughs> it is it is him just like it is the werewolf's refrain right he's just going like i too used to follow guru but and he he's got like weird messed up makeup because yeah. it's implied that like oh i took the drug for too long and now i'm stuck in this form and it's like weird and globby and messed up now it's great man joseph culp is once again uh, as he did in the Corman, he's a perfect actor for this movie because he's fucking going by the way i did look up his career i'm so glad he ended up in like forbes of the madman it's like good he's he is a good actor and he's in a lot of schlock i'm glad he did end up in some like legitimately good drama because yeah. oh shit he played uh fdr in the a time travel episode of age yeah of i mean he, he i remember went, that episode he went on to he has done legitimate stuff which is good because i'm always like he is really given it is all in some bullshit uh yeah. in the 90s here um and and the way he talks by the way we've recommended before that documentary doomed about the making of the corman fantastic four is great and the way he talks about it, he goes i read every comic i could and i really got into the mindset of victor von D he took it so seriously uh and it huh. actually showed he was good uh but yeah. but yeah him doing this and then holy shit he just gets fucking shot in the cell. That, I'm just going like, okay, movie, that's insane that that would happen. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, because Guru shows up while this guy's spilling his guts to Max Dyer, saying yeah. like, you don't get it. Every other uh, precinct he's worked for, everyone's died, and he's done this dozens of times. And you have the, to the stop. The true villain is Guru. You have to stop taking this. But I am also going like, there's like 15 minutes left in this movie. I this know. This is what we're speeding yes. towards. Shouldn't this have been like the halfway point? I just like the yeah, movie's like, uh, yeah, Guru's the true villain, and the climax is starting now. Uh, but yeah, I do love Guru just sniping this guy in his jail cell and then being like, come on, man, we don't have time for this bullshit. He's like, he came at you, right? Yeah. I was no. defending you, right? I love, the captain comes, he's like, what the fuck, Guru? What's going on here, man? 
because uh, you, huh. you generally don't just gun people down in cells, you know. Right, and usually. He's, like, he's yeah. like, oh, he came at Detective Dyer. And yeah, it is that, mm. isn't that right? I always love this in movies when you can clear anyone with half a brain would go, you're obviously both lying based on the, <laughs> yes. no one ever goes, How? isn't that right? Yeah. Uh, then we get a research montage of Officer Dyer Ooh. going through microfiche like, and newspaper uh, clippings. It's like the best moments of X. Oh, it's total X Files. This movie turns it's, it's, into. It's the only yeah. thing remotely detective y that anyone does in this movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it is just, and this is where we get like, he finds the articles that have pictures of Guru, but it's like, what's this? 1910. And yeah, and you see him slowly changing his name over the decades, and I, like mm-hmm. he's been a bunch of different people and a bunch of different things. And there's an article from 1878, and he's like, "What?" I love the one that's like cops break up Capone gang, and there he is. But there he is, by the way. The photo of him. This is totally my nerddom of watching too much law enforcement stuff. But he's in a very modern police uniform, and he has an LAPD badge. Because different cities have different looking badges. Police badges aren't uniform. So he's wearing Mm. an LA... It's clearly like a shot they took during this movie. You know, Mm -hmm. during this part of the story. And they put it in the paper about him busting Capone. And yeah, then there's stuff with him like, he's on Scott... He's chasing Jack the Ripper and stuff, right? Uh, (laughs) With Scotland Yard. Uh, back in the eight, I was Jack the Ripper. I I wouldn't be surprised if I this really, guy was Jack the or Jack the yeah, Ripper was also yeah. a werewolf or something. Mm. Um, that would be something. Oh, there's a movie, by the way, a werewolf cop chasing werewolf Jack the Ripper. Because uh, mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, then we have Mario Van Peebles going back to the wolf den to confront Garou and the other wolves to be like, "Don't you see, man? This is a drug." Well, because it's it's this is where he goes. We think we see him sneak into Guru's place, and this is where we see him pulling the brain juice out. And you oh, think right, right, it's right, just yeah. him, but it's everybody is seeing this. So now everybody mm-hmm. knows what the deal is. Yes, because it's it's yeah. the guy from Chicago PD who finally confronts him, and he's like, "I don't know about this anymore, man." And Guru just tears his throat out with his teeth. Yes, because. I love Mario Van Peebles' moment here where he's just like, you don't get it, man. You're a werewolf finally oh. catching up with the, everybody else who's watching the movie. No, the the, <laughs> the line is great. I, and this this is what burned in my memory. He goes, man, you're a motherfucking werewolf. <laughs> yeah, Mario Van Peebles says motherfucker so much. It is in this great. Movie. It's it is, amazing. It is, it is going for a Samuel Jackson level of motherfucker. Because I believe he says sick motherfucker is one of his. Perfection. Well, he, I mean, keep in yeah. mind, his father was a black exploitation icon, and I feel like he is yeah. carrying some of that, like, you jive motherfucker in this thing, which yeah. I love, man. Yeah. I love, yeah. I love that. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm, and he did uh, that, uh, he played his dad did. in it, that movie Badass with is, all the S's which, from like the early uh, 2000s. Which is a really good movie, by the way, about his father being one of the architects of black exploitation cinema, basically, and how. That mm, I highly, really I highly recommend. He wrote and directed and played his own father in that. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, about cool. how uh, Melvin Van Melvin Peoples it doesn't get enough credit because his stuff was kind of low budget and schlocky. But he was one of the first guys to go. There is an underrepresentation 
of black characters and that means there's an underserved audience and so built yes. a career out of going i'm gonna make stuff specifically targeted at black audiences that nobody mm -hmm. else is and then of course mm -hmm. in the stories you would expect is once those numbers started to come in studios did go let's get some black movies going baby you know and kind mm -hmm. of steamrolled him, of course then unfortunately uh but his dad yeah so uh, but i badass is a great movie um i recommend do do a do a um double feature of that and, and my name is dolomite uh which are yes i was just about, about to say that seems very thematically similar yeah they're both Mine about kind of the birth of black cinema in 70s hollywood mm -hmm. uh and they're both mm -hmm. great movies uh so yeah. uh uh actually dolomite is my name it's the reverse um but oh uh, yeah yeah really good one of eddie murphy's best uh Robert of an Oscar nomination. Anyway, now, now I'm on another topic again. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so we get this. I just, I just, I was like, way to raise the stakes movie. When he just rips this dude's throat out, I'm like, oh, fuck. Yes, I'm on yeah. board. I am Th on This board. is when I was fully engaged with this film again, being like, oh, so it's mad scientist werewolf making mini werewolves. Holy shit. I am so on board with this movie. And so, yeah, mm -hmm. I know. Cause it was like, cause they kept, they kept going like, well, he's a, you know, a, a biochemist and invented this thing. I'm going like, are we just going to leave that as a vagary? Like, oh, I guess at some point <laughs> he made this thing and we're just going to kind of skip past that. But the fact that the answer is 10 times more insane than that made me, oh, so yes. happy. Oh, it's mm -hmm. so crazy. He's a real deal werewolf yes. who's found out what makes him a werewolf and is sharing that with people. And yes. this is the moment where uh, Patsy Kensett's character sides with Mario Van Peebles and they both go, we need to get the fuck out of the situation. Well, Meanwhile, the three other members of this gang go along with the plan. My, my only, totally my cool with only it. thought about that is, I don't know if they're totally cool with it, but they did just see a guy who raised issue get his throat torn out. So maybe they're like, yeah, yeah, we're with Guru. Just shut up. Uh, we don't know. That's fair. The thing is, we don't know because they're not really characters and they no. are all going to die. In like Other than their time. introductory lines, they don't really have yeah i mean and i guess that's the thing is he's specifically choosing like damaged cops i guess yeah stuff like that uh but no because he's going out of his way to damage cops because uh perez the one whose marriage uh is interrupted he seemed like he had like everything going for him that's and true. then all of this wolf cult shit is well, what the, fucked him up the chicago pd guy had a gambling problem that was his thing yeah and yes paula marshall's backstory is her husband was killed and she was like badly injured or something like that something like and that yeah yeah she was being taken advantage of because she was like a desk worker for the police department yeah um but then she got all wolfed up and was able to uh to oh she's got a bunch of episodes of euphoria all right oh paula marshall paula Mar here's the yeah. thing that i was bummed i wish she was the main because she's actually a really good actress who's been in many many things that i've seen her and she was on seinfeld uh she's i this one of those things where i just go like why is she the nameless other girl and and less talented patsy kensett who i guess is yeah i don't know paula marshall's very attractive too just maybe not patsy kensett and you know and also patsy oh, a bunch Ken of episodes of Spin City and yep. uh, Veronica Mars and like I said, Nip Tuck, which I'm sure people liked because it ran forever. Oh, I was a fan. Actually, 
Oh, it actually only ran for two seasons. Wow, I thought it ran longer than that. Nip Tuck? Nip Tuck ran longer than two seasons. I watched all of it. Oh, weird. Why is it listed as... Oh, never mind. I was reading the wrong thing. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I definitely watched that thing into the ground. Um... She was only on it between the years of 2007 and 2008. There you go. Yeah, she was yeah, she was in some of it. Uh so yeah, so they they this is where you get the leap out the window that is oh, pretty choice, man. <laughs> pretty choice. So they leap out the yes. window and oh, Patsy Kensett takes it hard cuz she actually reveals so she goes, "Yeah, I actually haven't been using the werewolf serum for a while." Uh so <laughs> this is fatal. Uh <laughs> So, okay. So when did she stop using it? She was using it when she got Mario Van Peebles yeah. on that. Yeah, and I it. guess in whatever time... The timeline of this movie is unclear. I don't know how long that's that time Yeah, because, like, yeah. how long has it been since that happened? Not I assumed she stopped taking it after her assault by Guru, but exactly mm. how much time has passed in between those Un- moments, I have no idea. I mean, it- this this movie could take place over a week. It could take place over a year. We don't know. That's yes, and, yes, and that is classic action shelf, my friend. <laughs> that is pure very action much. shelf. Uh, so I love it. You know, it's uh, also very Shakespearean. If you, think <laughs> <laughs> you know, Shakespeare played with with time uh, Listen, a lot. I there. think you might so. be the first person to connect. Full Eclipse and Shakespeare. <laughs> Nobody is said Chicago that. PD guy the York of this film. <laughs> alas, I think so. alas, I think poor so. Chicago PD guy. I knew him well. Uh, I knew him well. Yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, no, that was his partner. That was his former. Yes. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think he would be. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So she goes. I'm dead, but you need to stop, Guru. Here, take this last injection I have so that you can wolf up and kill that guy. So they go to, oh, right, because they go to the beach because for some reason wolf senses don't uh, detect them on the beach. Well, well, because there's uh, salt water and... The salt water, yeah, ocean first air. First he goes yeah. to stop him at the police station, but he's too late. He takes off in the helicopter. This is also where he just unceremoniously executes the police captain. Guru, this yeah. is all. This is all after Kensit dies. Yeah, that's what I'm yes. saying. She yeah, dies. She dies. He takes the on injection. The yeah, they're on. Yes, they're on. Immediately. The beach. Did you think it was like weird that he immediately took it and didn't wait until right before fight? Because he has to go find. Well, I mean, that's another thing that's unclear. before he comes down. It's off an, of the drug. It's unclear I guess. how long it lasts for, too. I don't know. That is also yeah true. Uh, I assumed it worked like anabolic steroids in a certain way that's why i drew the steroid metaphor so much further Mm -hmm. is that like you do it to enhance something that's a part of you anyway and it just pushes you past these limits that your body shouldn't be able to do naturally uh Mm -hmm. and also lets you grow wolverine claws but that's a whole other werewolf part of it Yeah, that's and so like the more you take, the more your body is pushed past that limit, and in order to maintain that, you have to keep taking it. Mm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that. So he so he runs there, and this is where the captain's like, "God damn it, Guru, we gotta shut you down. You're really out of control." And he just pulls out a gun and blows this guy's brains out. Yeah, that was wild. (laughs) Which yeah, I was like, okay, so. You're done, Guru. Right? You're you're moving on to the next city at this point. You've murdered a police officer. Yeah. Just like he's just the, uh, he's lost the momentum of the film 
cannot be interrupted at this point. Like, it is so kinetically oh, quick. Yeah. At the in point. case you were wondering yeah. if we're in the third act. <laughs> There's oh, because 15 minutes left. Guru is saying they need this helicopter to go to this big meeting between all the mobsters that's happening at the docks oh, they, so he can kill them all. That they tease earlier. I love this is like a well-known thing that's, well, don't you know, in two days, all the mob bosses are getting together for a... You know, yeah, the mobster's ball. We all know it's. We all know but that's it. also conveniently thing. happening on the night of the full lunar eclipse, which is mm. oh my god, the full eclipse. Oh, uh, I, when so did Godfather stupid. Three come out? Because there is a scene like that in Godfather Three where all the mob bosses get together and it gets attacked. On a lunar so, eclipse. On a lunar eclipse. No, that's the thing. Where, but there is a helicopter that comes in. <laughs> And machine guns a bunch of people. It's one of the good scenes in mm. the movie. Um, yeah. Because Mario Van Peebles has figured out at this point that not only is Guru a werewolf, something happens on the full lunar eclipse every single time so that he, like, kills all the other... Or all the other officers die during this event. Yeah, mm -hmm. which is... Okay. Uh, and it's 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 when he's at his strongest and he's invulnerable. It's There's a lot associated with it here doesn't it's, make yeah it's, they it's, don't really it's its own wrinkle more. on the the werewolf mythology because there are yeah. certain mythologies of werewolf that's just like okay so they can kind of turn into a wolf whenever but also they're at their peak during the full moon sometimes it's only mm -hmm. during the full moon yeah sometimes mm -hmm. like the eclipse will make it so they can't become a werewolf that would sometimes make, see the eclipse, eclipse does other stuff the eclipse making them not able to become werewolves makes the most sense because the moon is blocked right but <laughs> You can't what start thinking. It's not. It's yeah. not. It's yeah. yeah. It's 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 it. The, the moon is not in its full luminescence. So, but the moon is still full. It's just the sunlight reflecting off the moon is being blocked. What difference yeah. does it make? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this movie. I mean, the moon's always there. I mean, the, too. The, the thing I've not definitely right. learned from doing Meet the Monsters is the rules around these monsters can be changed based on whatever you need. My God, the mythos yes. is never. Right, so when they said the full eclipse makes this werewolf unstoppable, I was just like, sure, that's the new wrinkle here. It is, except Why for not? he's very dumb about it. <laughs> because well, yeah. The lunar eclipse doesn't last, like, a long, long time. No. no. And no. so the fact that he's so <laughs> fucking cocky about it here in the scene is like, dude, you've only got, like, another couple minutes. Like, I wouldn't be yeah, fucking at, at most, toying yeah. around with Because Mario Van Peebles rolls up on them, and it's just like, I've got a silver bullet now because I called my crazy doctor friend oh, to make me some silver nitrate bullets. That's No, no, no. That, uh, he, he, he has silver bullets. He has the injection of silver nitrate and, like, Demerol. Mm-hmm. That he oh, had that, right, he, that, he yeah. had that guy make. Sun, yeah. Uh, because he shoots him with the silver bullet. And I thought for a second, I'm going, that's it? That's the end of the movie? He just shoots <laughs> this guy in the heart. And it's thought. I had yeah. the same I, thought. I kind of would have loved it if that was the case, where he's just like, what do you have there? A silver bullet? Yep. <laughs> he's done. <laughs> that would have, I would have loved that in <laughs> Life is a highway. Roll credits. Um, <laughs> Life is a highway starts yeah, Performed by the Rascal Flats. It, yes. Uh, by the way, we often make the joke that the end credit song of a of a movie is "Life Is a Highway," and when we say that, Lisman and I always mean the Rascal Flats version from the Cars soundtrack. Um, always yes. that. One. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Never the original. Um. But no, yeah. So no. he gets up and he goes, "Don't you know? It's a full eclipse. 
Uh, and uh, and I love that, by the way, the eclipse doesn't change the light at all on the ground. No. Like, nope. In the scene, no. it doesn't matter. Uh, but he goes, no. that's when I, nothing can stop me. And I did. this is when I did start going, and the movie will do this, where I'm like, yeah, but the eclipse is only going to last a few minutes. It's not, I mean, I don't know. How, how long does the, the average eclipse last? Less how much of the moon has to be covered? You know, well, yeah, uh, yeah. Is it does it because he does say a full eclipse is the thing? So it's like, wait a minute. So that means it's like really fast. Then if 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 any of the moon is now like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So um, whatever. uh, Yeah. In which case, wouldn't he be just as powerful during a new moon? Yeah, I know. Well, that this is the I thing. guess this is the. Th- I mean, this is basically the whole. By the way, to keep teasing that, this is basically what the whole meet the monsters thing is: is us going down these roads with whatever is presented. Uh, but yeah, mm. so he gets up, and then Marvin Peoples runs off, not managing to save the rest of the team as they get ripped to shreds. Right, because at this yeah. point, this is when the movie says, "Fuck it." Oh, he this goes guy is going werewolf. full werewolf, and we get this American werewolf in London moment of, "Wow, he's a big furry wolf creature." Oh, and it doesn't <sighs> look great. It doesn't look great. No. <laughs> oh, I love this costume. Well, I think oh, I, I think it's perfect yeah. for the movie, but objectively, it looks terrible. Uh, yeah, oh, as yeah. opposed to American werewolf in London, that looks awesome. This is oh god, yeah, like. I mean, uh, what was that movie with the fake werewolf we watched, John, uh, for panel up? Uh, fake werewolf. Oh, 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 uh, Wolf of Snow Hollow. Wolf of Snow Hollow, yeah. <laughs> There's a werewolf in that movie we, that is just like, it turns out, spoiler for that movie. I was going to say, by saying fake werewolf, the, we spoiled the movie, yeah. I mean, whatever, it's yeah. a several-year-old movie and it's a very niche film. But it turns Great out the movie. werewolf in that movie is a fake werewolf, yeah. but he's a serial killer who's dressing up as a werewolf to kill people and make them think it's a werewolf. And that actually looks um, better than this costume. <laughs> and that is supposed to be a guy in a costume. Yeah. But it looks mm-hmm. better than this yeah. actual werewolf. Highly recommend costume. Wolf of yes. Snow Hollow, by the way. Underseen gem. Really good thriller. Yeah, uh, really enjoyed that film. Yeah. But great, great stuff. Yeah. Uh yeah. So the uh this boy, they they're and and one last steal from Lethal Weapon 2. We're fighting on top of shipping crates like this. You know, the big mm-hmm. I am so glad we got a cut to the crane operator because yeah. when he climbs on top of this crate i'm like how does the guy who's lifting this box not notice mario van peebles climbing onto this box yeah i know and, so and how does he not notice night. yeah why are they moving why? stuff yeah i do <laughs> yeah actually in lethal weapon 2 it is a point that the fight happens during a specific thing being loaded onto a ship it's part of the plot only mm-hmm. so of course they can drop one of those crates on a bad guy uh which is course, awesome sure. that guy gets smushed good uh but uh, this one is for so we can have mario van peoples fight a full-blown werewolf dude, in a c- crate suspended in the air this is one of these things where i'm watching with sheer childlike glee as this is happening just going like <gasps> i can't believe what i'm seeing here <laughs> and then he manages to impale the hook of the thing the, uh, on the chain to the back of him. So he's now mm-hmm. hanging. The werewolf is hanging up uh, on this crate as he. Je- mm-hmm. Well, we see the full eclipse end, uh, which happens yes. very quickly, by the way. It's like, like it, would. it just goes whoop and the, and the moon's back. <laughs> And uh, yeah, kind of like it. The 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 full eclipse happens. It stays there for a bit because yeah. it keeps cutting back to it. 
And then all of a sudden, it then... It just goes... Yeah, it goes away. Because <laughs> it's clearly a very shitty effect um, yeah. that they put... Uh, it's the same JPEG of the moon. They just put a thing over it this time and then took it away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, so the, the moon wipes and... Uh, and he jabs him with the silver nitrate mix. Uh, and he mm -hmm. has some line about it. It's a silver nitrate cocktail. And doesn't he have like a drink? Motherfucker. Something like that. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, a lot of Mario Van Peebles are kind of lame. I didn't even write them down as one-liners. Because yeah. a lot mm -hmm. of them were like, not tonight, motherfucker. You know, and you're just going like, that's not really anything. Uh, there really aren't. There's only a couple of true one-liners in this movie. And I think you guys mm -hmm. actually wrote them down. So, uh, but uh, But yeah, so he's in trouble. And then... Then we can't end it on that. We have to cut the goddamn crate down so that it gets released and crashes to the ground with the two of them on it. And then yes. we get this. Oh, weird... not just cut down. Does the classic thing where he shoots the chains yeah. and the chains just rupture and explode. I love it. I love it. I love an action where, where bullets are just breaking chains open and, you know. Oh, yeah. And the thing crashes to the ground. And uh, yeah, I mean, and then there, I have no notes for this entire sequence. No, dying, dying guru, just going like, please take my blood. You can't let the werewolf power die. <laughs> I thought, what? <laughs> Why is that? And he's just like, look, I know I'm done. I just want to make sure werewolves are still out there. My people need to live. Well, because that's what makes Guru like a pretty good villain in this piece is he genuinely believes what he's doing is the right thing. Yeah. It's psychotic yeah. and it's like he's murdering way too many people, obviously, but well, he does believe he's the good guy. Of that's the story. why I think the descent yes. into, into the psychopathy kind of damages that part of his character because oh, yeah because you're like if you believe you're doing the good thing why did you just murder that police captain you know what i mean it's sort of like all right he's going pretty fucking far uh oh and mm -hmm. the sexual assault and the weird cult yeah, behavior I, like I, no he's not a good guy but he believes he's doing the right thing which is right. i mean that happens that happens to every cult leader there's always an escalation you know yeah i just uh, because it's a 90 minute movie it happens like that you know it's just all of a sudden very quick it snapped. does because it's a 90 minute movie and we, last 30 minutes and of the we film. don't know what mario van peebles does but we flash forward three years and he's in denver <laughs> and you can tell it's denver because there are mountains around uh mm -hmm. <laughs> Which there are mm -hmm. everywhere you set foot in Denver is mountains. That's not true. I've been there several times. It just feels like any city. Uh, there mm -hmm. are mountains about, but uh, yeah. But dude, so anyway, uh, and he he comes running in to his wife, who's chopping things, uh, chopping meat on the counter, and cuts her finger, <sighs> and he very creepily and very vampire-y actually licks yes. the blood up. And the wound closes, man. Because she's Which, one of the werefolk, too. Is that is what she was implying? Or see, was it that his werewolf saliva? That was what I took. Was that See, I... That doesn't make when, any sense, but like... She, she says that, like... Because he comes in and he says, hey, I got another collar. I think I'm starting to settle in here. And she's like, well, that's great until we have to move again. And implying she knows that when the next eclipse happens, they're going to have to move because he is part of the cycle now. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, so, he's part of the cycle. But, oh, but she's not. She doesn't have werewolf powers, I don't think, though. That's what I took it to be because she healed. And then she has this little smile like, I'm a werewolf, too. 
Man, that I listen. Mm. I read it differently. That's interesting. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer because the movie ends basically here, and then he's got yeah. a yes. computer where he's tracking days till the next full eclipse. Mm-hmm. He's created a computer pro, which track. That. Uh, all right, forgive my ignorance here, but how often are full eclipses? I was actually literally just reading this. So, for our listeners, uh, the next lunar eclipse, as of this recording is uh 51 days from now so november 8th 2022 Mm -hmm. uh we will be able to see a full lunar eclipse at 8 p.m here in the pacific northwest okay um the next so we were led to believe that on that date mario van people will kill a bunch of people (laughs) yeah kill again yeah gotcha okay good uh (laughs) after that so full lunar total lunar eclipses there are partial lunar eclipses Fairly regularly, mm-hmm. total lunar eclipses, which happen when the Earth, the Sun, and the Moon are directly lined up so that the Earth's shadow is cast over the Moon, creating this mm-hmm. weird eclipse effect. Don't happen mm-hmm. super often. The next one after this upcoming one won't be until, let's see, for our chunk of the world, March of 2025. So this movie's um, making uh, it seem so like it's happening... Roughly every three years. Man, this movie's making okay. it seem like it's happening every couple days almost like every couple weeks (laughs) well it does say three years later and again it's not super regular because then there will be another total lunar eclipse the following year in 2026 because of the earth and the moon's elliptical orbits they're not perfectly circular there is no like pure regularity on this sort of thing so you Um, need to be at a specific point uh on earth to to see the the full lunar eclipse Correct. Like the ones that are coming yes. up in 2025, uh, the that for us, it'll happen in the United States. It'll happen on March 13th and 14th. But for most of like Asia and bits of Africa, it won't happen until September of 2025. Mm, Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And who knows how this interacts with the solar eclipse, which is the sun being right. blotted out by the moon yeah, during I, the day. Yeah. So I, I've got questions yeah. there. <laughs> All I'm saying is that on the date that the next lunar eclipse is happening, people should probably just know what uh, Van Peebles is doing. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, just just to keep an eye let's on just, him, just to let's make just sure. Let's just keep some tabs. Uh, Van Peebles, yeah. let us know where you're at. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say, based on his uh, track record that I've read about, coming in November, he'll be doing a lot of political activism as the a, a loud, outspoken voice about the statehood of uh, the District of Columbia, which is apparently something he is very passionate about. Interesting. Hmm. Which is an excellent cause. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so, good job, Mario Van Peebles. That's Mar- <laughs> great. That's uh, that's full eclipse, folks. Um, yeah, that's the full full eclipse. Our favorite death of the movie. That's an interesting. Oof. Now Boy. the guys getting tossed. They didn't die from that. The guys getting tossed to the skylight. As no. much as I love that, we they can't were dead count before that. that happened. We can't count that. I, the, is the motorcycle death me? Ooh, the motorcycle. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. The other one is the yeah. the, the throat being torn out uh, of the Chicago PD guy. But yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's got to be the motorcycle death for pure insanity <laughs> reasons, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's up there. Yeah, it's got. Yeah, I yeah. Think it's there's some good deaths in this. Movie. 
Like this movie yeah. delivers. And then uh, there's a ton of really satisfying shooting deaths, but those are kind of run of the mill. They don't count, but they yes. are like glory. I mean, when he's emptying clips into people, like that mm. is pretty great. And the yes. insanity yeah. of uh, Guru shooting that guy in the prison cell and then shooting the police captain are both like out of yes. nowhere. What? We're just I will people say, at the police station. Also, no investigation, by the way, into that no prison death. It's just like, uh-uh. uh, well, he said it was cool, so we'll believe him. Again, I have yeah. no much. I have no idea how much time takes place in between that and the finale yeah. of the movie. But so it does. Knows? It does seem like they would be like, all right, well, you're suspended, obviously, and we're gonna put a shooting board together, and you know. Never. I will say, in hindsight. It seems like, despite the emphasis on the claws that appear in this movie, we don't have any really good claw kills. In no, this the film. only stuff is at Not a really. distance when they're when he sees through the binoculars them clawing people. But no, we don't really mm-hmm. get a good look at any claw deaths. Too expensive, I think. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because the biting death is easier because it's mostly implied. You yeah, know, mm-hmm. you don't need a lot of. But the cl- I think the claws are like, hey man, we uh we can't. You know, we can't do much with them. Uh, but we don't get that like super satisfying moment from Wolverine where he's like got the guy with two claws and he's holding him above his head. No, no, and, like no. in Logan. No, oh my god. <laughs> oh, I mean the best claw deaths in cinema history are in Logan, obviously. Yeah. That for movie sure. is mm-hmm. glorious with the claw deaths. Uh I do we even need to discuss the one liners because I think we all know what it is. <laughs> it's uh this is uh, was it uh what was it Listen, you wrote it down? This is my this is my brain. This is you on my brain. Any question? Yeah, I think <laughs> that's pretty good. It's not really a one-liner, but I do love you're a motherfucking werewolf. Uh... <laughs> I really did like you had the right to remain silent before he crashes the. It's, that it's, is also it's another, very it's, good. It's one in context that is, that is pretty good. great. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I think those are the those are that business. Well, as you know. It is always my mission to find the strangest IMDb reviews. Mm. Uh, and I'm so glad we mentioned X-Men because this review talks about X-Men. So uh, where was that here? Uh, there aren't a lot of positive reviews of this movie, believe it or not. You don't say. Yeah. Which is honestly mm. kind of shocking because like, this is absolute schlock. We're well, not I will say that, the vast, so much yeah. the vast majority of the reviews for this thing fall between a five and a six star, which I think is about right. Probably. I um, yeah, that's fair. If you're really rating yeah. it, there aren't a whole lot of 10 star reviews, which are generally what I choose from. Sometimes I'll do negative, but uh, okay. Uh, here it is. This comes to us from IMDb user Moses seven. And the review is titled sleek, sexy, and kind of like X-Men. Full Eclipse was a cool werewolf movie. It had it all. Mm. Action, romance, sex, violence, and cool special effects. Mario Van Peebles is great as Max Dyer, the cop who becomes involved with a top-secret group of werewolf cops led by Bruce Payne. He is lured into joining by the sexy Patsy Kensett. She is the real reason why I love this film so much. She is so fine, and she is also a good actor. The love scene between her and Mario is the best one I have ever seen on film. (laughs) Oh, wow. That was what solidified me having to read this review. Um, Oh, wow. The film is loosely inspired by X-Men, as director Anthony Hickox once said in an interview, with Wolverine-type claws, the werewolves take on gangs and other bad guys. I recommend it to werewolf fans. 
10 out of 10 stars. It's not loosely inspired by X-Men. Once again, it is borrowing some of the purely aesthetic aspects. There's no, there's no like, we're ostracized for being werewolves or something like that. Uh, that would be where it would really connect to X-Men and stuff like that. But, uh, mm -hmm. or even the, because the, the other thing is the team is so non-functional. It's not a positive thing at all, so... Nope. Uh, yeah, it's so really it's more like the the League of Evil Mutants. More. Than oh anything. yeah, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Which later was just changed to Brotherhood of Mutants because they <laughs> eventually they go. Why would they call themselves evil? Um. Anyway. Great. Uh. Now. Well, it's because it's a rejection of what society considers to be good and evil, John. That was Toad's argument when he was in charge. That's right. I do. <laughs> Like it's it's almost like we're we're gonna call ourselves evil before you get the chance to, um, mm -hmm. right? So it's uh, like the Church of Satan uh, is right. really just using that as like oh that it yeah it's that's it's, not, it's that's ironic something. yeah it's 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 an attention grabber. Uh, well mm -hmm. now I, I unfortunately this isn't available on Amazon, uh, but I feel like our friend would love it. But it's but what I did pull here is a different gritty L.A. cop movie. Uh, to uh, uh, hear the opinions of our favorite Amazon reviewer. That's that's right, folks. It's once again time for a segment of The Winning Opinion. Uh, Bruce Winning, this is his review of, do you guys know the movie Street Kings by any chance? Yes. Uh, it's a, it's a, no, corrupt, no, no, it's no, a no. corrupt L.A. cop movie starring Keanu Reeves and Forrest Whitaker. Uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, so I, I, I went with the gritty. LA are they both, are they like a secret organization of cop Mothman? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is kind of a thing where it's like they send Keanu Reeves in to do the dirty work that the society won't do. You know, it's that kind of thing where it's like, he's gotcha. kind of the guy okay, who will okay. kill gang leaders. Um, mm. so it's, it's kind of similar. It's a much more mm. serious and grounded view of that idea. Um, hmm. It's a David. It's a babyface Chris Evans in that movie. Babyface Chris Evans as the young cop going. Aww. I don't know about any of this, you guys. Uh, you've also got a great <laughs> Hugh Laurie performance as the internal affairs cop going. I don't care for your tactics, you know. Uh, it's a it's a pretty decent, if you know, standard cop movie, but it's a good cast. Uh, so here he is. Uh, yeah. This is Bruce Winning's review, and I think he's getting a little political with the title of this review. It is titled. Uh oh too many bad cops uh mm. i like the action and violence i like the shooting there are hundreds of bull of flying bullets in this one i like the punching and kicking i like the fast <laughs> car scenes five out of five stars but there's too many bad cops. I, I like that you say he's getting political literally only in the title of the He review. does this a lot. Where he'll he does that a lot. He'll, yeah. he'll posit some statement in his title and you're like, ooh. And then it's just the same bullshit from him. And like, where I'm going like... Well, be we, we expect the subject line to be a thesis of some kind, and yeah. that's not the case with uh, with winning. It is simply just another part of the review. It is. It is exactly yes. that. Maybe the first line of the review. But I like, like to think that movie, title. that movie opened up Bruce's eyes to police corruption. 
And there are just too many bad cops, you guys. <laughs> Has he ever seen Training Day? I'm very curious. I would love to hear his opinions mm. on Training Day because Street Kings is a little bit more action movie. Training Day mm-hmm. really yeah. forces you to look at it because it really is a drama. It's tough to... Although, yeah. by God, he enjoyed American Psycho as an action movie. So I don't know <laughs> what he's capable of. Uh, That's true. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't... Yeah. If, as soon as any kind of physical violence happens, he's like, yes, I'm enjoying this for purely entertainment exhilaration reasons and you're just like dude you don't pay attention to the context or subtext of anything uh nope well guys well, look we... at his reviews it's just punching kicking yeah it's it is just, just like i like got violence. The punching. it's got the kicking what the is... bullets are flying hundreds of bullets flying in this one which you really seem to enjoy mm-hmm. uh well guys we uh we did say uh we wish that there was expansion of this world so mm. uh, I'm going to pause it. We're going to make the sequel, right? We're going to make the sequel. Full Eclipse 2. Okay. And we're going to use our handy dandy at picking up exactly where this one left off. Uh, our no, 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 John. Dandy. We can't call it Full Eclipse 2. It's just Full Eclipse colon whatever the next one is. We can't limit this numbered sequel. Uh, you, this is an expanded universe we're building You here. got that right. Well, mm-hmm. here it is. Yes. I'm going to use the yes. handy dandy. And actually, you guys, I'm going to use a slightly different variation here. I'm going to recalibrate this to be, yes, a horror movie title generator. Oh, Excellent. That's right. Excellent. I'm just going to twist okay. some knobs here, and here we go. And here it comes. It's giving me the title right now. Aha, here it is. Full Eclipse, colon, Dead in the Shadows. Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so right off the bat dead in the shadows we've been talking a lot about how we expand this out to include supernatural entities yes this has got to be with ghosts right <laughs> we've got the dead yes. the dead that are in the shadows a series of yes. murder yeah, we have detective max dyer assigned to a series mm. of mysterious murders there seems to be no forced or unforced entry these people are dying in fully locked rooms this is crazy mm. how can it be yes I think taking the approach that the first movie is like a Marvel, you know, the introduction of the of the Marvel superhero, yeah, now, generally fights the evil version of himself, mm-hmm. uh, and then this is where we expand to the other supernatural elements. So yes, this is Ghost. There's going to be a movie about, Van- yeah, probably mummies, like all the that's, stuff that's, we were ripping. That's where the franchise goes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, so let me yes. ask you this. Here's the big question: Is he functioning as a soul? a solo wolf cop or has he created another team of werewolf cops to join him or has he Mm. met other supernatural people along in the years between and created a group of just supernatural cops so there's like a zombie cop that's the 10 year plan john we can't get there in the second movie the avengers plan so we're not pulling the justice league here we're not trying to get out the gates so i'm I'm gonna say in this case slow roll it having seen the negativity of what uh, Guru created. He is functioning alone as the yeah. one werewolf cop, using his powers mm-hmm. for good, but also to give him some dramatic tension, battling the the impulses and urges that that creates within him. Well, because at the end of the so, day, we saw at the end of this film that he is still doing the thing where at the time of the full eclipse, he goes on a murderous rampage and kills a ton of people, but and then has to move to, on to the next. Much kind of like the Hulk, he tries to aim that as best he can at evil doers so this is what i'm gonna pitch here so because he still does that on a full moon 
That's why his first ally who sticks around is a ghost because <laughs> that ghost can't die. So each time he battles one of these supernatural gang elements, one of them joins his party because, again, we have to slowly build this team. Uh, so uh, what he does then in this film is, okay, we realize these murders are happening in these impossible scenarios. The only explanation mm -hmm. could be ghosts. So mm -hmm. he stumbles in to the, 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 the ghost society that exists parallel to our own using some yeah. of his werewolf senses to kind of like go into the, uh, the troll market version for ghosts yeah. that exists mm -hmm. in the under streets of whatever city he happens to and be in. I'm going to say Seattle. No, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, oh, oh <laughs> yeah, because Seattle has the underground city. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Perfect. <gasps> yes. So that's yes. what's set around. Okay. That's great. Uh, and the, mm -hmm. the, the, he initially accuses a ghost. He thinks he's found the serial killer, mm -hmm. but it's wrong. Mm -hmm. And then that ghost ends up becoming his partner. So this is the beginning of yes. that relationship. And that ghost is played by who? Cast it. Ooh, that ghost is played by... Mm. Mm, I want to say Buscemi. I really want to say oh, Buscemi. Buscemi. Mike, Mike, I had the exact same thought. Yes. <laughs> I had the exact same oh. thought. Steve Buscemi. And I because don't... Buscemi leads me to Fargo, the murderous yeah. ghost, Peter Stormare. Ooh, there you go. The okay, actual yeah. evil yeah. ghost is yeah. Stormare. Uh, mm -hmm, and that yeah. also means there's a ghost fight at the end of the movie. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. And Definitely. no, we have to. We go to the point where the only way Mario Van Peebles can actually fight the enemy ghost is to briefly kill himself to, to create stop, his own ghost. He has to stop his heart flatliner uh, style and go into uh -huh. the ghost mm -hmm. realm. Yes. <laughs> Dude, this movie, I'm so Enter upset. the spirit realm. I'm so upset this movie doesn't... I, I am legitimately upset there aren't, like, three sequels to Full Eclipse. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes. So, yeah, folks, that's Full Eclipse Dead in the Shadows coming soon to a red box near you. <laughs> Well, ah! listen, Spooktober rolls along next week, and we're oh. going from werewolves to possession film. We haven't done one of these mm, yet. Going this to ghosts, going just to, like I said. Well, going to evil mm. spirits at the very least. Uh, because, yes, yes. this is, uh, we, are, we are doing our first exorcism movie on here. And uh, who better to take us there? Then Mr. Robert Bronzy, our very favorite Charles Bronson look-alike. Uh, this is a brand new movie, by the way. It's a 2022 release. Uh, so oh, that's a is... bad sign, John. That's not a good sign. Uh, this is uh, this is Bronzy sans Rene Perez, though. He's working with different filmmakers here. Uh, so this will... Yeah, it's interesting. For... Is, this is our first Bronzy film without Perez, Perez right? Yeah, this is our first. Just okay. Bronzy has expanded... Uh, we're going to watch. <laughs> okay. I, just, I don't think people expected that there'd be so many bronzy movies on the show, but we're kind of fascinated by this guy. But yes, this is a, a movie entitled Exorcist Vengeance. Uh, okay. This is uh, for those who love The Exorcist, but wish there was more hmm. gunplay. Uh, <laughs> because it stars Robert Bronzy as a pistol pack packing priest. Who has to respond? Hey, Ghoulie, I'm <laughs> here to exercise some spirits. <laughs> yes. There, no, do, everybody, do so a favor. Go onto YouTube and watch the trailer for this movie because it does have a scene where he is packing up his stuff and it's like, my Bible, my crucifix, my nine mil Beretta in the bag to go <laughs> exercise some demons. 
<laughs> and so, yes, this is Robert Bronzy as a pistol packing priest in Exorcist Vengeance. As always, would you like to hear the tagline for this movie? Oh, I gotta. I gotta hear it. God help everyone. Exorcist <laughs> Vengeance. Robert Bronzy, Exorcist Vengeance. I am excited, dudes. Wow. Our good buddy wow. Jerry Chrisman is joining us again. He he got uh, if anybody remembers Robo Vampire last year on uh, one of the worst Spooktober. one yeah. of the worst movies we've I mean, ever it seen. It can only be a step up from that, right? I say hoping. Yeah. You know, uh, but uh, so yeah, that is uh, that will be next week on the show. Gurgoni, a pleasure to have you as always, and of course joining us from the punch up entertainment network you can hear gregoni every week on both panel up mm -hmm. and material components where you can also hear michael Lister. hey and if you want to hear more of me talking monsters uh this will be premiering i uh, just premiered on the punch of entertainment network is campbell and jones meet the monsters our uh mm -hmm. brendan jones and i's podcast where we chart the cinematic legacy of the classic monsters uh so be sure to tune into those shows as well uh, but that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Action Shelf. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Isman. Till next week, get yourself some action. The Action Shelf. The Action Shelf. i